The roads will be clogged. There's no way you can get out. This is going to be a disaster. I would just get into the, into the Chrysler building. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. And it's Thursday, October 13, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 347. This is no agenda. Representing the queer and questioning here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'm initiating Occupy the Internet, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Yeah, John, uh, I can see your sign already. Diane, what? Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, do the tech hippie. <laughs> So in the morning to you. Yeah, well, in the morning to you, John, and in the morning to, uh, do I get to say it now? Boots on the ground, feet in the skies. Uh, Ships at sea. Ankles in the uh, stirrups, cooks in the kitchens, and most importantly, our sysadmins. Spice the soup. <laughs> our sysadmins managing everything worldwide who can take it down with the touch of a button. And, of course, our human resources all charged up and ready to go in the chat rooms at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. In the morning to you all, everybody. So the, the greatest podcast in the universe, we've been called. A couple of times this this week. Yeah. I'm Two uh, whole people. Entertainment Weekly wants to interview me tomorrow. Good. For, um, I guess, about the iPod and Steve Jobs. How are you going to get a plug-in? <sighs> I don't know. Well, you know I'm going to be plugging it, and I'll mention your name a lot to make sure. So we have I no don't care. I just want the the, <laughs> yeah, the webs. The most important thing is the dot com. So which uh, which which uh, address should we use for Entertainment Weekly? Noagendashow.com. dot com. No, no, no. We got to use one of our multiple uh, our multitude oh, of, of domain names. Yeah, of course. Oh, let me see what we got. <laughs> yeah, let me just peruse all seven hundred of them real quick. Now, what is it under again? It's under domains. Dot domains. Domains. Right. domains. Dot. Dot dot com. Hey, maybe one of the ones we have later on in our producer segment will help. There's a couple of good ones. It's usually the current ones that are great. You know what I mean? Do, 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 do. No, I don't want that one. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You got it. God, this is way. How many? You got? We've got over 700. Simon Reed maintains that, by the way. Does an excellent job. Horrent.org. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, I don't think the Entertainment Weekly guy will be able to spell it. Agenda 33. They can figure that one out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just go to askcurry.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. Oh, askobama.org. Askobama. Askobama.org. <laughs> okay. Or arabspring.org. Let's use that. <laughs> Arabspring.org. Don't we? We should use an Occupy. That's kind of hip well, and an trendy. Occupy, that's a good. Don't one. we have an, an a Steve Jobs thing or something? Uh, I can use. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so of course we had a lot of work on our hands this week, uh, as you know. Uh, and everyone, if you're new to this program, everyone who listens to the show is uh, trained at this point. The minute uh, you get some kind of squirrel event, like uh, squirrel. This uh, incredibly believable terror plot that was foiled. Uh, I don't seem to have any occupies. Instead of this incredibly believable terror plot, which was foiled by what? Our, it was foiled. <laughs> it was foiled again. Yes, We're, we have to go and look for the things that it's covering up. But uh, I have to say, it was just too funny. Because you know how I like it when they slap me in the face with their wet fish 
saying, hey, just so you know, Curry, we, we know you're out there listening. We know that you're on to us, that it's all fake. But we just want to make sure we rub it in your face. And though it reads like the pages of a Hollywood script, the impact would have been very real and many lives would have been lost. <laughs> it reads like a Hollywood script. Well, that's very funny because I have a very similar clip. Yes. Uh, from a different person. Oh, I have another one of those, too. Maybe we have the same one. What do you have? Well, no, you wouldn't because this is local. This is even the local news picking up on this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Best description of plot to blow up em- embassy. Oh, okay. Here we go. Just the beginning. Well, it's a terror plot that reads a lot like a movie script. The U.S. government <laughs> says an elite so wing of Iran. There's, there's a talking points memo out there. Well, it, indeed, because it, uh, Aaron Burnett, of course, member of the Council on Foreign Relations, says. The breaking news coverage here on CNN. CNN of an absolutely extraordinary terrorist plot out of a spy novel on American soil. <laughs> a movie script, Hollywood script, spy novel. <laughs> so when does the movie come out, John? Have you, uh, has IMB, IMDb reported it yet? I'm sure it will be. It's probably in production. <laughs> it was so outrageous. So, I just, like, please, just slap me around a little more. In case, in case I didn't get the fact that this was completely made up, and I'm not so sure though. Now, you know, all the mainstream media are now getting all these uh, experts on, who of course uh, always have a book to plug. Um, but they're all like, "Well, I doubt this is. You know, this doesn't sound right. You know, this <laughs> why? You know, why would the Iranian government use a car dealer from Texas? You know, that just doesn't seem right somehow. <laughs> hmm, I wonder." So I'm I'm not sure if there's a secondary memo that went out about this, uh, or if they because you know of course it got no traction. I mean, were you, did you see your neighbors uh, quivering? In fact, uh, Buzzkill Junior went out of his way because he was visiting with some of his friends because he likes to use uh, no agenda memes to annoy people. Yeah, good. And so he figured he'd get into a debate by bringing up this particular issue to one of his you know more liberal friends who would get into an argument with him. He's, he's by saying. You know, this thing seems like just a bunch of bullcrap. This is a phony deal. And the guy said, yeah, yeah, it probably is. It was like, no, <laughs> right no and, and he was like, his jaw dropped. And, and Buzzkill <laughs> Jr. was so like, disappointed. what? what, what, what? <laughs> Did he have a backup plan to annoy them? No, who oh, has no. a backup plan under those circumstances? <laughs> so I did find uh, the two main things that this is covering up, obviously. Because I, 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 I found it. Did you find anything? Because it may be more. It may be more than one thing, obviously. Okay, go. What are they? Okay. Uh, so on the very day that this happened, and of course on stage, I'd like to remind you, we had a director of the FBI, Robert Mueller, uh, who, if you, who came in uh, literally a week or two before 9-11. He was installed as the director of the FBI. He actually replaced an interim guy who, uh, uh, who was in for like a week or two. I guess that's when, uh, when the Bush administration came in. For some reason, he was, he was in very short time, and he then in turn replaced another guy who didn't sit out his full 10-year term, who uh, uh, I think was so disgusted with everything he had witnessed, including Ruby Ridge and Waco, he became an Italian citizen. The guy doesn't, he's not even an American anymore. So they bring in Robert Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just, at least according to the Book of Knowledge, he's like he's now an Italian citizen. He's left the country. Guy, you know, it looks like he's from New Jersey. Yeah, all right. Um, and, of course, uh, this is by law. You should no longer be director of the FBI than 10 years. 
but you know, we had to, this guy was handy because I guess he's on the inside and he's uh, he he's with he the program. Yeah, he he gets the Hollywood script and uh, and he reads the Hollywood script. Does what he's told. So uh, and and next to him is Eric Holder, of course, the guy who is. Uh, uh, a little bit under the heat for this Fast and Furious gun scandal, which they're now calling gun walking, which is another meme just to to get you into a mindset. Guns walking like they got little feet. So the gun walking program into Mexico. And uh, on the very same day that this uh, unbelievable Hollywood script comes out. This morning, we are now getting details on new subpoenas that are expected in the Fast and Furious investigation. Attorney General Eric Holder is expected to get the order as soon as today. And that's how we start a brand new hour of America's Newsroom on a Tuesday. Glad to have you with us, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum. And I'm Bill Hemmer. What did you say? It felt like Monday? It, yeah, because no. I wasn't here yet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that's well, what? Uh, that, you're not going to play that, are you? No, that's no, the, no, that's no. the one I have too. Okay, so you have that clip as well, but that's so no, that's man, that's I think that's the primary reason. You have a second reason. I have uh, actually two reasons. So um, we're all thinking like Holder is trying to, you know, they're trying to distract the attention away from Holder, put him front and center, and uh, you know now he's this big hero and he's awesome. He's he's on the case. He's on the job. <laughs> But there's one other actor that we cannot overlook. It was a uh, terrific achievement by our law enforcement and intelligence communities. Uh, and uh, we will be consulting with our um, friends and uh, partners around the world about uh, how we can send a very strong message that this kind of uh, action, which violates international norms, uh, must be uh, ended. So I don't for a second believe that this was ever set up to, you know, blame Iran and we're going to start World War Three. And I don't think that's that at all. But I have uncovered from some sources Uh-oh. that Hillary, our very own Lucifer Clinton, who you heard clippity clopping there and, of course, talking about, oh, there's Iran, Iran, Iran. Don't look at me, please. It's Iran. It's Iran. It's, it's all Iran. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Apparently, Lucifer Clinton was obsessed with the gun statistics that would prove 90% of the firearms used by Mexican criminals came from the States. Um, Hillary is in on this Fast and Furious deal. She attended all the meetings. She was all over this. This was a big deal to her. And I believe that in part one of what this is, what this fake event, this Hollywood script is covering up is to protect Hillary Clinton, not Eric Holder. By the way, Holder's dispensable. Screw this guy. They'd throw him to the wolves in a second if they had to. So instead, they bring him into the plot. It's to protect her. And I guarantee you we're going to see subpoenas. It'll probably be covered up or uh, you know, obfuscated one way or the other. Hillary Clinton is in on this deal. And that's, that's interesting. The- I, I, I'll buy this. The... Uh- it, because I have the, you can play this BBC clip, but let me set it up. They don't even bring uh, Holder into it. They essentially, uh, to, this is about the Iranian thing. They essentially extol the virtues of Hillary. I mean, again, the BBC, of course, would be, you know, complicit. They extol Hillary, and then they finish off their. I don't have the whole thing here, but I have enough of it. They then they bring in Biden, mm-hmm. who also, by the way, may be in the Fast and Furious scandal, mm-hmm. and they have Biden say something at the end of this little mini clip that just is you. You have to. It's a classic Biden. I don't know what the hell he said. 
The U.S. Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, has described an alleged Iranian plot to kill the Saudi ambassador as a dangerous escalation of Iran's sponsorship of terrorism. Two Iranians have been charged and sanctions imposed against the country. This is the organization at the heart of the U.S. allegations, Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps. It is the most powerful institution in Iran. Inside the Guard Corps is a smaller group for special operations, the Quds Force. America says that this man, <laughs> Mansur Arbabsiar, has admitted being hired by the force to carry out a first ever attack inside the United States. It is an outrageous act that uh, where the Iranians are going to have to be held accountable. And I think when uh, you see the case presented, you're going to find there is uh, compelling evidence for the assertion being made from multiple sources. <laughs> Wait a minute. Compelling evidence for the assertion being made from multiple sources who shall go unnamed because, uh, wait a minute, my head hurts. <laughs> Joe oh, Biden. Well, now we know. That the Clintons, of course, and you should just Google Clinton body count as a joke and see how many people around them have died. Yeah, no, and, people should all do that because it? it is it's quite. Yeah, and it's literally two, two shots to the head, gun in the left hand. And uh, we know, of course, that they were involved in Mena, Arkansas. This was the running of the drugs um, that were coming in on military transport. And, of course, this is when it was uh, when Clinton was uh, running all of Arkansas. And Mena, Arkansas, was where the drugs would land and uh, uh, would be distributed throughout the, the country. And you can Google that, too, M-E-N-A. So what happens coincidentally on the very same day? I think not! This report comes out. At least five of the 70 suspects in a crackdown on alleged drug trafficking in Arkansas are law enforcement officers. Investigators say the five officers took bribes to look the other way while crimes were being committed. One FBI official warns that the indictments are merely the beginning. So it's very possible that the Mexican uh, gun running, fast and furious gun walking in, was in exchange for drugs. I, I think that's entirely likely. It's the M.O. of our entire government's history. And uh, that things started to heat up. We had some arrests with, with drugs in Arkansas. Once again, the cops involved, multiple cops uh, indicted for this. And it's only the beginning says some fool at the FBI who sort of shut up, obviously. I think Clinton's under the hot seat here, John. I like it. Now, that's not all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's, unfortunately, see, that's not all. You got to a track here. This is good. Well, here's the big one that came out. It's all the same time, but you didn't hear about this on the news. I think this is a, a low, maybe this is a, I don't know if this is a national news report or not, but I only caught one of them. I'm, I'm always happy when I can get a, a mainstream media clip. New tonight, a top official with the Centers for Disease Control has been arrested in DeKalb County along with her live-in boyfriend, and they are accused of molesting a six-year-old child. The police have also charged her with bestiality. <laughs> the suspects, Dr. Kimberly Lindsay and Thomas Joseph Westerman. Dr. Lindsay is the second-in-command at the CDC's Laboratory Science Policy and Practice Program Office. Her career at the CDC has included oversight of a $1.5 billion terrorism preparedness budget. She's also been a top manager of HIV-AIDS prevention. Westerman is, according to his LinkedIn webpage, a night watchman at the CDC. 
The two lived together in a house in Decatur. And according to police, the couple involved a six-year-old boy in sex acts at their home. Police say that while detectives were investigating the child molestation case, they found photographs of Dr. Lindsay that led them to charge her with bestiality. So whenever the American... Oh, brother. Where did you... That, now, now you dug one up that yeah. is just completely out of left field. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not all that crazy when you hear what this is all about. So this, uh, this uh, second-in-command was working on behalf of the World Health Organization into the, uh, there's an ongoing investigation, and this was actually in the New York Times, about the 9-11 anthrax attack. Now, you remember the last guy who came out and said, you know, this is bogus, he uh, got booked all of a sudden on child uh, porn charges. So now they bring out this woman, and she was in charge of the three scientists on this team who said, we're sorry, this anthrax was high-grade weapon stuff, this is no way that that patsy who was picked up for it could have made it. We're not buying the official story. Boom. We got bestiality pictures of you. Boom. It always happens this way. And, and yeah. And oh, so you're, this is interesting because um, this actually, I think we talked about this on the show once before. We had a guy, uh, there was a, a situation, a political situation in Oakland amongst the city council people and one of the uh, more onerous uh, and corrupt uh, officials who was lording it over everybody else had set somebody up with child porn on mm-hmm. their computer well do you remember scott ritter Just, the the weapon the u.n weapons inspector yeah criminal solicitation of a minor after he said hey there were no weapons of mass destruction i'm sorry you're a pedophile go away <laughs> they always do this so that so basically and it, it was in the new york times here i can read you the this is from new york times.com Three scientists argue that distinctive chemicals found in the dried anthrax spores, including the unexpected presence of tin, point to a high degree of manufacturing skill, contrary to federal reassurances that the attack germs were unsophisticated. The scientists made their case in an upcoming issue of the Journal of Bioterrorism and Biodefense, which was commissioned on behalf of the World Health Organization. At the same time... Maryland-based biotechnology firm Emergent Biosolutions Monday, all this week, said it had received a $1.5 billion contract to provide the U.S. government with 44 million doses of anthrax vaccine. Ha! So this is covering up a lot. And uh, that was a, that was a local news report, by the way. That was not a uh, that was not national. That was DeKalb. DeKalb County. DeKalb, as they pronounce it. Yeah, I like DeKalb. <laughs> it's a weird word. K-A-L-B. DeKalb. Okay. So that's what, uh, that's what this is covering up. It's a, it's a rare multiple opportunity. And, of course, at the same time, we swept up a couple of those uh, Occupy Wall Street people here and there at night. In Boston. The, in the it? stealth of night. And Boston. Yeah, Boston. And uh, there was something funny uh, at the Boston thing. Uh, the police uh, came out and said, uh, hey, uh, you all got to go. We're going to arrest you. And they said to the media who were there, stop filming. And the media went, okay. (laughs) There was no video of it, no official video. Okay. Okay, we'll just stop. Whatever you say. Yes, sir. Yes, sirs. Whatever you say. So uh, I I think I know agenda. If it wasn't for kids and their phones, we'd have nothing. Well, I have more to say on that because I'm I'm worried about the authenticity of a lot of that stuff these days. Well, as that's well. always well. That's the problem. That's the that is always going to be the problem. 
the authenticity is always going to be questionable because the real media doesn't seem to have the guts to do their job. That's well, they're, you know, they're all college yeah. educated. There is no real media. Now, along with the, uh, the Iranian plot thing, uh, of course, there's all kinds of uh, theories out there. Uh, I do like the one about, uh, you know, it has another little function there. <clears throat> By blaming it on the Saudis, of course, now we have uh, no restriction flying over Saudi airspace right into Iran. So it is a nice little setup, should we need it. And apparently, uh, uh, all 100... Well, not, we didn't, nobody, it wasn't blamed on the Saudis. No, but it br- said by blaming it on the Saudis. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't blamed by on the targeting the Saudis. Targeting, we now have. But, but it brings them into the fold. So yeah, now, well, so now we can use their airspace to fly over. But it, it's it doesn't matter. This is about Hillary Lucifer Clinton. She's the one on the hot seat. She's the one that was is all over this Fast and Furious guns in exchange for drugs. The drugs coming back through Mena, Arkansas. That goes wrong. They get busted. This whole thing is about to blow up. Immediately, let's blow out a squirrel attack. We need some squirrels. Everyone look over here, please, quick, immediately. And that's why this is... The distraction of the week. Hey. On no agenda. Well, I do have a, uh, a related clip that is uh, not really... It's more of a lecture than a clip. But I just found it amusing because Holder did have a press conference, which he cut short. And so, so Napolitano decides to do one of his, uh, you know, fist-shaking uh, dumps right. on the government. You mean ju- quite- ju- Judge Napolitano? Yeah, Judge, not, yeah, not Lucy. Judge Napolitano, who's a, who's a constitutionalist to an extreme. And I, I just found it very kind of thematic inquiry that will not detract us from the important business that we have here to do with the Justice Department, including matters like the one that we have announced today. Thank you. Oh, but we have more questions for you, Mr. Attorney General. He didn't want to take them. America, here we go again. The FBI and other federal agents have created plots by finding naive malcontents and persuading them that through the use of violence they can change the world. Then they tape these guys plotting with FBI agents pretending to be bad guys. Then the Justice Department congratulates itself for having saved us. How long will we pay for a government that claims it keeps us safe from plots and conspiracies of its own making? <laughs> yeah. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. That's right, baby. It was a plot. I heard them say conspiracy a lot, too, which always tickles me. It was a conspiracy. A conspiracy theory? Do you have a, cons- do you have a theory about a conspiracy? Oh, do, do pray you don't. That is so wrong. That can't be. So anyway, uh, I think most of our uh, producers out there, which is the, what we call our listeners, since they produce the show just as hard as we do, uh, understood that this was fake and phony. And, of course, they're throwing out the, the code words of script and spy novel and Hollywood blockbuster movie just to alert us to the fact. Well, it's to alert somebody. I mean, I don't think they expect us to be alerted, but we are. Entirely alerted. Yeah. Now, before we get to thanking some of our uh, producers, executive and associate producers, associate, associate executive producers for today's show, uh, I want to wrap up an ongoing discussion we've had uh, with the answer. And uh, after uh, Sunday's show, in fact, it was almost right after the show, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I said to John, oh, my goodness, I figured out the vagina meme. And uh, I want to explain it right here. It's very simple. 
This started, by the way, on September 22nd. Uh, when John, uh, you read in uh, the New York Times, the paper of record, the the Ministry of Truth, that uh, the big networks had approved the use of the word vagina in all of their shows, um, which uh, we found hard to understand why uh, that was such a big deal and who gives a crap. It's you know it's hard to make a vagina joke. It's just not funny unless you're five. So, it's not funny when you're five. They don't get that joke. Well, no, it's some, not funny. Sometimes you just say, <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're pushing it hard. Here's two broke girls from this past week. This is the sound that gets you service. I think this is the sound that dries up my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> or this other joke, which was a nice vagina. Vagina. <laughs> you got to add a rim shot to it now. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So this uh, New York Times article um, had a whole bunch of different uh, reasons for the vagina-themed season, as they literally published here. Uh, one of it is saying, hey, you know, it's because uh, this is women finally getting their comeuppance, and women are now producing a lot of these shows, and guys have been doing dick jokes, although they haven't been doing penis jokes. They've been doing dick jokes. But okay. And uh, here's the lead-in, pushed by the more freewheeling language on cable television, according to the New York Times, who know exactly what this is about. Network television shows have been including common curse words, I don't know when vagina is a curse word, then bleeping them out for years, even in mainstream shows like The Office and Parks and Recreation. But this year, with unbleep references to anatomical parts being tossed around so freely, it's clearly a new era for network comedy, because vagina is hilarious! So I'm, uh... I'm thinking, why is this? It was bugging me. I think we're just too busy during uh, during the show. So, of course, uh, all of a sudden it hit me. And it hit me, and after after it hit me, I Googled this. Well, sorry, wait, hold on a second. I, let me put it this way. You've dramatized a lot of uh, little minor things over the years. You're, you are now over the top with this one. This better be good. I read you from the Yahoo News websites. The Vagina Becoming Big Business on America, American TV. This is from September 17th. This is about a week before uh, the New York Times. Uh, The generation that grew up with more graphic language and sexual images in the media is foregoing the decades-old practice of tiptoeing around female genitalia in favor of more open dialogue about it. To reach the digital age 20 and 30-somethings, who also have shortened attention spans, marketers are using ads that are edgier, more frank, and sometimes downright shocking. The new freedom to talk about the vagina comes as marketers spend more to get women to buy products for the area. Ad spending for feminine hygiene products, including tampons, party liners, and cleansers, was up nearly 30% to $218 million in 2010 from two years ago. So here's what happened. It's very simple. Because the advertisers want to use the word vagina, and they're not, and I have a couple of uh, uh, articles about that. Tampon makers can't mention the V word. Uh, Feminine care products can't say vagina. What happened is the advertisers went to the networks and said, look, let me be clear. We want to use the vagina word in our advertising. So, therefore, the only way to make it acceptable is for you to start using it in your programming. They immediately went, okay, 
And then they make this big deal and blow this phony smokescreen with the New York Times to make unfunny comedy about vagina just to placate the advertisers. Wow. Uh, okay, fine. I, I'll give you that, but you better come up with an ad in the next six months that uses the word. Oh, I'll come up with it in six weeks. Six oh, really? weeks. Oh, yeah. Six weeks. You'll have vagina ads all over television. Six weeks. I'm putting it in the book, by the way. You please put that in the book. Put, I thought you had something that was actually... This is, well, this is why it was so stupid that we didn't understand why the comedy were making dumb jokes, which are just not funny. And, the, and there's only one reason they would do that. They're being forced to do it. This is how incredibly lame television has become. Well, that, you know, you, you, you can kind of make this assertion based on the fact that drug advertisers, who would be the ones that would be, you know, needing to use the word. No, no, it's uh, not it's necessarily. The same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Drug advertisers. Okay, all right. And all the, you know, these these types of overpriced products of any sort. Yes. Uh, they they own the networks. Completely. But they still have to get the FCC to go along with it, so there had to be a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that would be kind of interesting to look into. Anyway, I think we've got this vagina thing licked. In the morning. I can actually do it. Do what? I can actually write a funny line. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on, that was a good one. <laughs> Come on. That was the only way you can make vagina funny. Okay. Well, we better thank some executive producers before we have to thank them with the regular guys. <laughs> All right. What do we have? We got a few executive producers. We, uh, we have, in fact, a bunch of them. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, including uh, Gary Blatt from Wayne, Pennsylvania, who, who donated 666. Nice. Six and he says, in the morning, greetings from the encampment of in the suburbs of Gitmo Cheesesteak, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Herman Cain is able and has the 999 plan. Good for him. This is my 666 plan. Why 666? Six because 666 has been my lucky number. Six because my wife says the karma worked. Note that. Oh, karma worked. Oh, karma worked. Good. Uh, six because it's the best podcast on earth. I don't get the connection, but I'm buying it. So I would like to request some karma for the projects that my wife and I are working on. We are both slaves at the same company, and my development work will make her research much easier in the future. Keep up the great work. Love the show. You've got karma. Now listen to this. So once you get a new revenue stream, you're never going to get rid of it. And one thing I would say is when you take the 999 plan and you turn it upside down, I think the devil's in the details. That's where he's getting it from. Turning uh, Herman Cain's 999 plan. Yes, a, a classic clip from the, the, the so-called debate. Yeah, which I, I miss these, believe it or not. You missed the debate? Yeah, I did. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> I can assure you. Duh. It was on Bloomberg, which shows you the bottom Wait of the barrel. It, it and the was, host on... was Charlie Rose. Uh, so how does it feel when you have your sexuality uh, uh, questioned and, in the and debates? two questions out of all the questions for the whole hour or two went to Ron Paul. No, of course. It's, it's, it's ridiculous at this yeah. point. No, well, I have a little segment about that. Wiley Harp, Salt Lake City, Utah, $350. Decided to be a boner. I'm, I did it again. You don't do Decided that. Decided to be a donor, not a boner. 
been listening to the show for some time, about six months, requesting a de-douching and some karma to maintain a future. Give him a double. All right. Uh, he says de-douching, though. Is this a... It, a lot of people are pr- pronouncing, they don't know how to spell douching. Just it, wait it, until it. those new vagina ads come out with douche. Then they'll understand. Yeah, well, they're still, they don't spell it on TV. Here's a... Well, they might. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. And for listeners out there, douche is spelled D-O-U-C-H-E. Summer's Brian Eve. Barrow, Wooten Bassett, Wiltshire, uh, $348. Hi, guys. It's a contribution to keep you on the air and put me in the 348 club. Cool. Hooray. He's a little early. Please give me a <clears throat> douchebag call out because I should have sent this ages ago. <laughs> All right. I mean, we don't feel good about douching you. <laughs> well, he wants it. Yeah. Hey, uh, is Wiltshire, is that uh, where all the crop circles are in England? I never heard. Is, is it that Wiltshire? Yeah, that's where I, all the crop circles are. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Stephen Pelsmacher's hey the uh, Baron, the Baron in Belgium, the Baron in Belgium. Hey, is it today the three forty? Is today the three forty eight club? No, we're three forty seven, aren't we? Oh, okay, well then Barrow yeah. will get no, his three. No, I'm confused. This is mentioned. He has to be mentioned twice. We probably should could have put it off. Yeah. For membership of the 347 Club, uh, Pelsmockers, I think I have accumulated enough spare knighthoods. <laughs> you think? In, the, in honor of my birthday this Saturday, would like to bestow a complimentary knighthood on the first donation in the amount of at least $43 that came in after this donation reached you. Wait a minute. This is not, now he's making us do math. He's making us do work. <laughs> complimentary knighthood on the first donation in the amount of at least $43 that came in after this donation reached you. Okay, we'll do that. Now we had a we had a database problem. Uh, no, that's okay. Well, I, well, this will happen on Sunday. Okay, and we're gonna do everything on Sunday. On right? Saturday. All right, we'll give him a birthday shout out today, but his birthday's on Saturday, and we'll we'll announce the winner of this of this uh, po- it, was, it was unfortunately it was pre this pre crime uh, <laughs> contest, so we can't so nobody can take advantage of it now. No, it's already and, done. And the deed has been it's done. done. It's done. So there's a mystery person out there. Everybody better be listening to the next show, and there'll be you're going to be a mystery night. Cool. Meanwhile, Thomas Nussbaum, or Nussbaum to you in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, happy birthday to me in the United States Navy. Please, please bring my brothers and sisters home. Uh, number nine for Nacole, $111.11. Number 10 for Nacole, $111.11. Please bless her with sainthood like St. Nicola Cress from show 308, the birth of the soap, auto open this 2008. Is, yeah, meme. this is, uh, so I've met both of them uh, on the road. And, uh, Nuss, Nussbaum? Yeah, uh, Sir Nussbaum. Sir Nussbaum, yeah. right. And Nacole? Uh, yes, Nicole. She is a nurse. And uh, he, uh, I, actually, I saw him twice when we started off the Hot Pocket 2008 tour. And when we came back, uh, he uh, came to the to the last meetup as well. And he'd been promising, he said, I'm going to make uh, Nicole uh, a knight, but I want her to, or a dame, but I want her to be a saint, just like all of our nurses are on the show. So uh, we shall be making her uh, a saint. Well, maybe we should have a saint theme. So Victor Gonzalez gets credit for 89.89. And also, and he- yeah, so wasn't he the... The guy who was $89.89 short of a knighthood? That's a possibility. When we get the database back up, we'll be giving these knighthoods out on Sunday. Okay. So, we, all right. Because we, we, did, we did have a database crash. Yes. <sighs> uh, Robert Ketchum in Houston Tech. You know, no, that's I'm sorry. He's no. just a regular uh, donor who will be mentioned in the mid-segment. So... Um, that's it for our uh, no agenda executive producers. We don't have it. We do have a couple of, of kind of checks on hold on the PayPal account, including one that would have been an associate executive producer today. But we're going to move that to Sunday because we don't have the 
They, they, there's these things called e-checks. And yeah. the, it's apparently a rigmarole for PayPal to, to... I think that what they do is they cash the check and sit on the money so they can collect interest. And then they oh, really? pass it along. Well, I mean, you know, when you see these delays... Oh, bag. I hate that. You know, That's not okay. With or without that comment that you could use that clip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. PayPal. They really rock. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it's all that works. And But I should mention to people out there, if you want to... Uh, so you can set up a time payment plan with your bank, and they will mail us a check right. uh, routinely, and it just right. comes out of your checking account, and it and it's probably ch- gives us more net than uh, the PayPal. Oh, donations. really? And it's oh, less that's of a cool. hassle. Yeah, yeah. no, we get the whole amount. Right, right, right. The, the f- person just gets a, a small charge, like it's a very small fee for the service the, the bank does, and I think it turns out to be a much better deal than PayPal for us. Right, unless you're with Bank of America. I'm sure it costs you more then. Which we'll get into, because the Bank of America we'll talk right, about. But douchebag. this is our uh, our group for today, and I want to remind everyone to go to noagendashow.com, org slash na, com slash na, and noagendanation.com where you can uh, click on the donation button, but you can also pick up a slave T-shirt, which seems to be a popular item. Dvorak.org slash N-A. I'm already getting uh, notes from people saying, hey, I want one of those, I want one of the hot chick slave T-shirts that Miss Mickey approved. So, <laughs> like, I guess we have some yeah, hot chicks out there. Yeah, it's guys saying that. <laughs> hey! In the morning! A couple of PR uh, initiatives that are, uh, and, and today's a lot for some reason. Uh, so a lot of these consist of domain names forwarding to the noagendashow.com website, globalwarmingscare.com, and globalwarmingscares.com. And uh, here's, a, here's a good one from Justin. Uh, in the hot, it's, <clears throat> I got to do it different. It's the hot new TV craze that's sweeping the nation. We take five contestants, people chosen by you, the public, their peers. You saw something, you said something, and now you get to vote for what happens next. Every week, five of the most quali- guilty enemies of the state are gathered here with you, the lucky viewer, to decide who gets acquitted, who gets incarcerated, and who's obliterated. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's win. Lose. Oh, fuck. I blew it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's win, lose, or drone. <laughs> win, lose, or drone.com. Uh, that was unrehearsed, as you could tell. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Win, lose, or drone.tv also uh, forwarding. Al Qaeda drones.com forwarding to noagendashow.com. I got a lot of drone stuff. Two Americans, one drone.com. <laughs> That's us. And it's a reference to Two Girls, One Cup, which I know you don't aren't familiar with. Um, the truth about bankofamerica.com. <laughs> nice. Also forwarding to noagendashow.com. ESMtreaty.com, which is great because ESM is uh, the next version of the what is going to save the United States of Europe. <clears throat> so if people are Googling around for the ESM when it comes around, they'll be like, hey, oh, here it is. Oh, wait a minute. What is this? This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I we wish. We have LoneDroneFun.com, LoneDronePilot.com, LoneDroneKits.com, LoneDroneKits-Explosives.com, LoneDroneJockey.com, and LoneDroneSupplies.com. See, seems like we have a Lone Drone company on the horizon here, as all of those will now also be forwarding to the No Agenda Show. In 33WeTrust.com, nice, like that one. Lucifer Cankles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which is actually forwarding to Dvorak.org slash NA. 
Uh, Yop sent in a couple. The Beatrix.nl, NoBankerLeftBehind.com. Oh, this is good. Uh, CarpetBombingForPeace.com. And he has a Dutch one, Ministeriefondewaarheids.nl, which means Ministry of Truth in uh, Dutch. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice, Yop. Thank you very much. Uh, selfradicalization.com, radicalizedontheinternet.com, radicalizedbytheinternet.com. Just a couple of the domain names sysadmin John Tucker has forwarded to No Agenda Show, which I think is great. LoneWolfAlqaeda.com and WhitePeopleRioting.com. Yes, it's all what we're about. InternetRadicals.com, now pointing to NoAgendaShow.com. OccupyNA.org. There you go. We needed that one. Uh, DroneAirlines.com and NoDroneZone.com. Very nice. This is all good stuff, man. People are all over yeah, the that's drones. What Ber- you know, I think about it. somebody in Berkeley. Yeah. Because they always do this stuff. They have like uh, Berkeley has these signs before you leave in an area of the town that says nuclear free zone. Yeah. Right. That means they're, you know, which is bogus because there's a small uh, reactor in uh, pants. University of California. <laughs> and that up on the hill, which I believe is in Berkeley, they have the giant cyclotron. Yeah. So, okay. But they got the sign. Yeah, not, not to mention. Uh, it's not a no drone zone. I think no drone zone is the next sticker that we need to see. No drone zone. And it's, it's much more rhythmic. It sounds great, doesn't it? But yeah. but I like, well, then that can be a part of our new TV show, Win, Lose, or Drone. That would be a great show. Win, Lose, or Drone. Yeah. And the guy, then you shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. You get droned. And then the guy, no, and and you see him like sweating and stuff, right? Like they do on the X Factor. Oh, he looks left, looks right, and starts his arms out, makes a run for it. Starts running, and then going down the street. Wait, wait, switch the camera, switch to the drone cam. Beep, beep, beep. We get that green video. The the target keeps moving around him. It's kind of missing left, missing right. Then it goes. No, 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 but wait, but wait, but wait. Now we have our home viewers who can steer the drone target with SMS text messages. Left, there you go, and left. It locks on, it turns red and starts blinking. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Win, Lose, or Drone. I'm your host, Adam Curry. I'll see you. Oh, by the way, Tom Bergeron sitting in for me next week. Um, I'd from, watch it. Yeah, of course you'd watch it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And that would be a great lead into to public execution where we... Uh, People on, you know, death, we'll just call it death row. And then, you know, we have a picture of the phone. You know, is the governor going to call with a stay of execution? And then we could do cool stuff like the phone will ring and like, hello? Yeah, pepperoni. Yeah, and, yeah something like and that. Then you, and then you yeah, zap the guy. Yeah, cool. Nice girlfriend. Yeah. A reminder, the 111 uh, Super Karma Show is on the way. This will be a big show, uh, a, a reason for you to get some of your own karma by signing up for one of our 1111 programs at Dvorak.org slash NA. And also, we have the 111 Super Karma Coin, uh, which you can find at, uh, where was it? Uh, I have the address here. These are the the two-inch, three-and-a-half-millimeter metal coins filled with enamel colors at noagendasuperkarma.com. And a proceed, portion of the proceeds uh, will go to uh, noagendashow.com. That's uh, Sir Ernie who's doing that. And we've worked with him in the past, so we feel pretty good about it. Uh, then two interesting um, PR initiatives. Uh, Matt 
one of our producers, somehow has acquired the email address the Huffington Post at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's unbelievable. Sell it to a spammer and then give us some of the money. Well, that's one idea. He says, uh, I'm offering to send messages on behalf of new donors to anyone the donor desires from the Huffington Post at AOL.com for any donation over $50 to uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Just ask the people to send a message to the Huffington Post at AOL.com with no agenda in the subject line, and uh, he'll also be on our list of donors today. That's funny, but I, I think maybe selling it to a spammer is better, uh, but I like that idea. And then we have boots on the ground inside at TMZ, and uh, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but he's uh, in the, let's just say, the sysadmin type category. He says, we do a live webcast every day at 1.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time. This is a live webcast, he reiterates. We take live callers, and we don't just talk about celebs. In the last week, we've had discussions about Herman Cain, Occupy Wall Street, Hank Williams Jr., etc. As always, everything is taken out of context, but I figured it would be great if someone who was kind of aware and awake could call in and reach out to the sheeple with a little noagendashow.com mention and an in the morning. Uh, so uh, he essentially says, I think he might know something about the screeners and stuff. So it's a great initiative this is a huge webcast a lot of people watch this the number to call is 855 TMZ live that's 855-869-5483 again uh, the TMZ live webcast at 130 Pacific uh, weekdays and uh, <clears throat> hello hi wait yes it's not that's <laughs> uh, Miss Mickey uh, walking in hey darling hello. how are you doing <coughs> yeah John, John gave you a duck. Yeah, nice. Um, so that's it. A long uh, PR segment, but it's always great to know that people are all over this and helping us out, and we highly appreciate it. And of course, our associate executive producers and executive producers, uh, Thomas, uh, Sir Thomas Nussbaum, uh, Baron Stephen Pelsmakers, Brian Barrow, Wiley Harp, and Gary Blatt. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, uh, unlike unfunny network comedy shows, we don't have to say the word vagina to get paid. We just give you a valuable product. If you think it's worth it, you hook us up in return. Now, of course, you can go out and do something very important, which is propagate our formula on TMZ. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it loud and proud like you really mean it. Shut, Shut up, up. Shut so up. Talking, I found an interesting kind of distressing sidelight to a to a hilarious story that's floating around, which you might as well just play the the news item because it's just. You mean the, re the real news item? elements of humor involved in the hacking Yahoo and Google story. You mean is this real news or is it... Uh... Yes, this is, real. Oh, this is okay. not real. This is real news, but it's not real and news. And now, back to real news. All right, roll it. Meantime, in other news tonight, a year-long investigation of uh, celebrity hacking yeah. dubbed Operation Hackerasi has ended <laughs> with the arrest of a Florida man. Prosecutors say that Christopher Cheney of Jacksonville was hacking Google, Apple, and Yahoo email accounts last November, targeting celebrities. Woo. Fifty victims in all, including Christina Aguilera, Scarlett Johansson, and Myla Kunis. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Cheney was able to access uh, nude photos of some of the celebrities, <laughs> photos that were unfortunately uploaded onto the Internet. 
He's been charged with 25 counts of identity theft. If convicted, could get 121 years in prison. <laughs> 121 years yeah. for a naked now, here's picture. The, here's the thing. I got. There's about three elements here that I thought were interesting. One, One Cheney. <laughs> apparently, these women were uploading nude pictures yeah. of themselves, these yeah. celebrities. Yeah. Which is why they were, when I was watching this with Buzzkill Jr., he said, ah, that explains why there's so many nude pictures of these people of on the net. Of course. Because That's they're getting them do. from the, their own yeah, people. Of course. We're, yeah, but, we're but sending the, it out. The other thing was, besides 121 years, is that now they're calling somebody who hacks an email account identity theft? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is classic, let's just make a law against everything and then just throw the book at people. This is not identity theft in any real meaning of the word. Well, you know what's going to happen next? Is, you know, it's bull crap. What, what, all the, what all the kids do is they get a fake ID. That's no longer going to be fake ID. It's going to be called identity theft. You watch. Yeah, hey, no, they're hey. making everything identity. First of all, let's let's take a look at what happened for for this to set this up. Yeah, he used if you, a password if you, like password, and it worked. If you had, well, besides <laughs> that, that that's one element, which is the passwords are easily crackable, and there's all kinds of social engineering ways of getting passwords to people. So it's not that hard to get into somebody's email account. But but let's look at the identity theft uh, timeline. It began with people stealing social security numbers and then going and get bank accounts and then spending people crazy. So they would you know, be basically broke. And then you have to go through a rigmarole to get your money back from the bank who wouldn't even take your word for the fact that, that right. it was stolen money right. half the time. And the police wouldn't do anything about it. So this continued. If you don't remember this, this started maybe 15 years ago with no action whatsoever taken against people who were even caught doing it. No. There was nothing. There were 60-minute specials. And so, so essentially said to the identity thieves, hey, knock yourselves out because we're it. not going to do anything. Go for so it. So then it became a, an institution, and now you can create all these identity theft laws. So now some idiot who just hacked somebody's email account gets hit with an identity theft indictment? Give me a break. This is so fake. Classic... Prison, you know, let's make everybody a prisoner in this country. Let, make sure everybody breaks the law. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. I think it qualifies. Uh, you're right. So, uh, very, very sad. Sad news, John. Uh, I was in uh, I, Friday night when I missed the ever so important debates. Uh, Ms. Mickey and I were having dinner with uh, two people here in uh, West Hollywood, in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, it's about 10, 10.30, you know, it's actually past my bedtime, I'm melting away, and so we're walking out, and then uh, to my right, I see someone closing in on me, you know that feeling? Where you see it from your peripheral vision, and it's all... Do they have a subpoena? (laughs) I've had that too, but no. No, he had an in the morning for me, in an Australian accent. I was like, whoa, can I have an in the morning? I'm like, hey, in the morning to you. Ben Caddy is his name. I think he'll be on the list. I asked Buzzkill Jr. to add him. He says, I'd like to make a donation on the spot. And he made a $60 cash donation. And he said, uh, and, and I, because of course I was out and I wasn't doing my work. You know, sorry. I took a Friday evening off. He said, it happened today. They passed the carbon tax in Australia. <laughs> the one that, that crazy uh, prime minister promised she would not pass that one? Well, here is Julia Gillard, uh, pre- uh, the election. There will be no carbon tax under the government I lead. Okay. There will be no carbon tax under the government I lead. Did you hear that, John? Did, I, did you hear that properly? 
You better play it again because I don't know if she was clear. Okay, let's just make it. we got to make very, very sure that that's what she said because I'm, I'm not sure. Let's check one more time. There will be no carbon tax under the government I lead. Okay, I think she said there will be no carbon tax under the government I lead. Is that what you I heard? I think the word no was in there, yeah. Uh, and carbon tax. I think that was, uh, she said there I mean, will be no. A, I can't imagine her saying anything else. No carbon tax. Uh, let's see what uh, she's, thank you, darling. Let's see what she said now. We need to price carbon. Oh. Pricing carbon is the right thing to do, mm. and I said that during the election <laughs> campaign. No, you did not. What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> she said, I said that during the election campaign. That was and no. the Australians put up with this woman? He's, this is a blatant lie. Well, they're, they're, so it's too late now because this thing is passed. Uh, here is uh, his name is Swan. Uh, listen to what he says. This is uh, titled the Swan Song on Carbon Tax in Australia. Certainly what we rejected is this uh, hysterical allegation that somehow that we are moving towards a carbon tax from the Liberal and their advertising. We certainly reject that. So we reject that is what uh, he there's said. There's been some criticism that we announced an emissions trading scheme and then didn't provide all of the detail. Well, the fact is we're out there consulting on the <laughs> breadth of the scheme. We're out there consulting about a carbon price. <laughs> so we're not going to do it. And then we're consulting and they have. By the way, it's not called the carbon tax. It's the. Uh, oh, crikey. It's the. Uh, it was such a beautiful word too. the pollution. Mm, it was something, it was an alliteration, which I love. Let me see if I can find it here in the article. It was something, it's like pollution problem, or they're trying to steer it away from carbon tax to not make it sound like that. Anyway, uh, this is part of the uh, clean energy bill. It was passed 74 to 72 votes. So that was very, very, very close. But of course, uh, this is a big deal for our brothers and sisters down under, and we feel really, uh, really bad for them. There is there are some good guys in the government. I like this Warren Tusk guy who's clearly from the opposition. Here's what he said. The reality is this government has let us down. Now, if tyranny is an abuse of power uh, by a few over the will of the people, then sadly, tyranny has come to Australia this day. <laughs> <laughs> we your time is up. By the way, have you ever noticed that in uh, the Australian Parliament they have three hourglasses with sand in them to measure the time? No. Yeah, it's right. It's, it's crazy. It look, it's it's, 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 it's like one of those. Time. It's one of those uh, WikiLeaks like hourglasses, like the really big ones. Yeah. And that's I don't know why there's three, but they have uh, yeah they have three hourglasses. So. Uh, Australia, the first to succumb, and I too am, am surprised, John, surprised that the Australians let this happen. I mean, I I, I thought that uh, our Aussie brothers and sisters would, you know, would get their knives and go and cause a ruckus. Everybody's being beaten down, beaten into submission. Um, which yeah. brings us to the uh... <laughs> to, to something good, I'm sure. The rioting, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the non-rioting, but right. I have an interesting, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, we have to talk Occupy. a little bit about the uh, Occupy. Occupy movement. Occupy, yes. Which uh, I guess is, there's an interesting little side lo- note, uh, Buzzkill Jr. has a college buddy who went to uh, Occupy Wall Street uh-huh. and was started to hang around, looking around and see what these guys are up to. Uh-huh. And he was personally 
absolutely stunned by the fact that that there was no social networking going on. Nobody would even pick up their cell phone to see if there were if the cops were coming. There's no spreadsheet like like apparently you know in, in England they have all these mechanisms to keep from being kettled like the Occupy Wall Street people were on the Brooklyn Bridge. They're completely kettled and arrested. And there's no spreadsheet showing where the cops are, police movement. Nobody picks up their cell phone to see if the cops are coming in to club you. He says it's such a naive group of boneheads that these guys are just asking for trouble because they they have no mechanism in place to actually do it seriously. They're they're very naive. They're just standing around. Well, there's there's, there's a couple of things that bother me about this. You want to play the clip first? Well, first, but but meanwhile, of course, this is cropping up everywhere. And my favorite area where it's just cropped up uh kind of an offshoot of oakland san francisco which have movements is santa cruz (laughs) is that surfer's paradise surfer's paradise santa (laughs) cruz where we get to hear some kids explain what it's all about including a classic surfer that i've been working 14 18 hours a day on this since tuesday is that I've been meeting people who are equally inspired to change the world for the better. Long hours organizing, planning, and sending a message to corporate America. We're just out here to have a voice. We're out here to be free. We're out here to tell you that these streets are ours and we're going to take them back. You know, (laughs) We need to take back what's ours. Because these streets, they don't belong to politicians. They don't belong to presidents. They don't belong to anyone. But they belong to everyone at the same time. One member of the Direct Action Committee of Occupy Santa Cruz says critics aren't understanding one of the points of their mission, staying power. A lot of the criticisms have been that we're kind of a bunch of like disorganized stoners that don't really have a finite set of demands. Um, but this has the potential to be something much larger than a movement. A movement is quantifiable. If we say we want one, two, three, the corporations can be like, check, 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 you're done. Um, this is growing, a revolution. It's also growing in cities like San Francisco, where early Wednesday morning, about 200 protesters took their message to the Wells Fargo Bank headquarters. Okay, a couple of things about this. Uh, first of all, the obvious that um, the president had a conference call with uh, <clears throat> a lot of mayors. I don't know the exact amount. I don't have an official report. Uh, but he took a conference call with the mayors. And he clearly said, let him stay. Uh, because Michael Bloomberg came out. You know, at first, the uh, the Seattle mayor, ah, it's all right. You get another two weeks here, no problem. Michael Bloomberg comes out, ah, no problem. Now, let me just delve into that for a second. This uh, Occupy Wall Street is being held at Zuccotti Park. Now, Zuccotti Park is a private park. It is not a federal park. It's not a government park. It's not owned by New York City. It is uh, owned by Brookfield Office Properties. And Brookfield Office Properties uh, is part of a pretty big hedge fund. What's kind of interesting is, do you know who is uh, on the board of Brookfield Office Properties, John? Off the top of my head, since I don't even know that they exist, no. Uh, That would be uh, Bloomberg's girlfriend. Oh, okay. (laughs) So so it was very easy. What? And then they're they're definitely trashing the right place. I don't even know if they're trashing it. So it's being. Uh, I hope they are. It's being allowed. It's being. It's like okay. And of course, Bloomberg has the inside track, and now he's saying, okay, uh, y'all can stay. This is uh, the unions showing power. 
the unions uh, who uh, at least have uh, the, most of the mainstream coverage of these, all outside of the the crazy uh, like surfer dude noodles kid we just heard talking, which is great, you know, discount everything. Uh, the real voice is coming from the so-called media tents, and we've got boots on the ground here in Los Angeles, and uh, it's the black tent. This is the media tent, and this is where they control OccupyLA.org, which now has turned into something completely different. If you go to OccupyLA.org, John, do it with me now for a second. We'll do it together. Uh, L.A. City Council formally supports Occupy Los Angeles, of course, because uh, the mayor got a call and uh, said, uh, hey, uh, leave it like this because the unions are leaning on me real heavy. This is what is happening in Washington is the unions are saying, we've got the streets, which they do, because they own the PA systems, they own the media tents, and everyone else around them is genuinely pissed off. They haven't quite figured it out yet, but they will. But the most egregious part of this that bothers me the most is I have been able to identify that there are actual actors in this. People who are actually hired and are actors and are in there and are pretending and are, are throwing out messages which really has nothing to do with people just being generally upset and deserving a no-fly zone and removal of our evil dictatorship and regime change. You have to be very careful, particularly with videos that are uploaded to YouTube. John, you and I have been in the media business for a long time. When you start to analyze some of this footage, when you start to look at really what's happening... Uh, I'm even seeing marks on the ground, like, you know, where, you know, like a, a mark with, that you're supposed to hit. The X, yeah. Yeah, the X, the X where you're supposed to stand so stand. the camera can pick you up. Hit your marks. <clears throat> hit your mark. I'm even seeing these now. There is a lot of weird stuff going on, and everyone at these Occupy events, keep your eye open for it because there well, are Well, I think actors. we actually started to pick up on this this possibility early on when the when they're trying to promote the jobs bill. Yes. And I, uh, Bill Clinton was on Letterman last night, and he had some commentary about the protesters, which, which of course, Clinton seems to be losing his mind because of his new diet. Yeah. So he doesn't seem that bright anymore. But play the Clinton protesters thing, and then I would like to look at this a little deeper. The program the president proposed would create another couple million jobs in the next year and a half, and they ought to be for that. They ought to be for some other things. They, they need to be for something specific and not just against something, right. because if you're just against something, somebody else will fill the vacuum you create. Right, so he's basically saying what is going to happen and how this uh, jobs bill, which is all about unions, by the way. It's about the teachers' union. It's about uh, the police officers' union. It's all about the unions, and uh, so we have to be for well, something. It, it was this comment that got me was the following. He says uh, they have to be for something because if you're against something, someone else will come in and fill the vacuum you create. What vacuum? Yeah. You well, know, what, how do you, you you're protesting, you're shaking your fist and you're yelling and screaming. How are you creating a vacuum by doing that? I think the vacuum was created when what he may be referring to was the vacuum that uh, apparently is in between the ears of a lot of the people they're putting on television. Because there are a lot of empty heads they're showing. Ah, uh, there it is. Right? I think you've got it. That's the vacuum. And then. There's another, I'm, of course, I, it makes no sense to clip it, but there's a, a thing, the hot chicks of Wall Street, of Occupy Wall Street, 
Like, <laughs> God, there's some beautiful women down there. I mean, like, absolutely stunningly beautiful. It is a good place to go pick up chicks. Whoever said that was right. Um, but, of course, this uh, this really has nothing to do with uh, what's really going on in the world. Um, the only thing I'm just saying is that this already is being used against you. And uh, you have to occupy, you got to occupy Letterman. You know, you've got to occupy Leno. This is this is what people watch. This uh, this occupying the streets is not doing any good. You're only going to be co-opted, so that uh, the guy who shows up with the PA, it's just like a band. You know, it's like whoever owns the van runs the band, and now whoever owns the PA runs the show, and it's coming from the black media tent. And the, you could see him everywhere. You can't get into the tent. And there's this guy down at Occupy LA. His name is Todd. You know, and uh, he's now changing OccupyLA.org to OccupyLosAngeles.org, which I don't think uh, is up yet, but that's uh, the latest word. You know, so it's... it. Uh... Yeah, well, it's... I I'm, I still think it's, it's, it's amusing enough that uh, no, it's... I wouldn't be discouraging anybody. But I will say that I even believe some of the footage that we saw from the Brooklyn Bridge where we had 700 people arrested, really. I don't believe that number, first of all. Uh, I looked at a lot of that footage, and I and these cops didn't even seem... I'm telling you some of these cops may be actors. I'm not even believing they're real. I don't believe anything anymore when it comes to video. Just nothing. I just can't believe it. And I think there's ample evidence that 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 even these so-called YouTube videos, and why wouldn't it be that way? I mean, we've said exactly the same about the Arab Spring videos, that they are fake. They're absolutely fake. Well. And when you get cops with names like Tony Baloney. Yeah, Tony Baloney was kind of a giveaway that something's up. Although we did get an, uh, an email from someone who said, yeah, my dad's worked with Tony Baloney for years. You know, I don't, I don't know if that email's real. There may be someone who says, oh, shoot, these guys are on to us quick. Tell them it's real. But the video stuff, no, I'm not buying it anymore. I'm just not buying it. There's, there are actual actors, people paid to act, to do certain things, to get on television. In, uh, and well, who are there was somebody did television. send us some email showing us, I guess it was a Craigslist post or something. Uh, with one of these groups h- hiring people. Yeah. I wish I had. I don't know if you got oh, a copy. Oh, I did, yeah. Hiring people to, that? to stand there with signs. Somebody was there. Hired, yeah. you, get, you get hired at, at yeah. some reasonable price, yeah. like 10 bucks an hour or something, to stand around okay. with signage. It's a jobs program. It's great. It's a jobs program. Yeah. So these, these protests are jobs. They're just creating jobs. that should be counted in on the, uh, on the Friday numbers. <laughs> yeah. Along with the prisoners. Sign holders. Yeah, prisoners. <laughs> hey, did you see South Park? The new no, one? No, I don't watch South Park. Oh, well, you would have loved this one. Dedicated, patriotic, tireless. These are the men and women of the U.S. Border Patrol. They work around the clock protecting America's prosperity. They are the front line in making sure Mexicans stay here and work. The Border Patrol is uncompromising, diligent, and geared. They will defend, arrest, and most importantly, let the Mexicans know that they are way better off here in the United States. Let's face it. They've just about all gotten back across. No matter how hard we tried, the Mexicans all got across the border. 
When we asked Obama to stop illegal immigrants, we didn't mean to make the U.S. so shitty they wouldn't want to come anymore. <laughs> so essentially, the, the Border Patrol is trying to keep them in with the That's fences. Making the U.S. so shitty they wouldn't want to come anymore. <laughs> trying to keep the Mexicans in with the border fence. Yeah, that's what Ron Paul would have it. That's exactly what Ron Paul said. So the Ron Paul thing is, uh, it's, it's, it's gotten so nutty. Um, how, of course, he won uh, the straw poll, the, the value. Yet another one, yeah. big time. So uh, here's how the mainstream media handles Ron Paul. I just took a couple of uh, quick clips off of Fox and CNN to give you a fair and balanced view. And frankly, I think that Ron Paul winning, I mean, we like to dismiss you know, straw polls, especially when Ron Paul wins. Them. Saying it right there. We like to dismiss straw polls, especially when Ron Paul wins. I mean, yeah, of course. But Ron Paul winning that value voters poll, that could have been a big thing for Perry. And, and if he had... That, that, so you go from, from Ron Paul to Perry. We'd say, he's coming back. But uh, I think that a lot of those value voters chose Ron Paul, who doesn't talk about those same values that Rick Perry does, over Rick <laughs> Perry. And I think that's saying something. Now, I, do, I just want to follow up with you because I get... I've already gotten emails today even before the show. Listen to uh, the producer yelling in his ear, telling him to change his message. He stumbles all over himself. This uh, is Chris Wallace. Yes, Chris Wallace. So, people saying, you know, you discount Ron Paul, you guys in the media, uh, and if he wins or he does well, it's always, I mean, doesn't he deserve some credit? <laughs> you hear that? Did you hear him go? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he does. <laughs> and I want you to take I mean, A.B. Stoddard. I, I did say, and we always discount them. I mean, Ron, Ron Paul made a joke before the Ames poll that if he, if he, didn't win, it would be an important straw poll. And if he did win it, it would be nothing. And so he knows and he that won. he's, he, and he almost won 152 votes. votes. And so, and so, and he, you know, he is very good at winning them. He's very organized. But as I said, the values voters summit would have been a perfect place for Rick Perry. to come back. <laughs> So let's go back to Rick Perry for a moment, because who gives a crap about Ron Paul or try this one. It has happened yet again. Presidential hopeful Herman Cain enjoying another strong showing among voters this week. Cain taking second place behind Ron Paul at the Values Voters Summit in Washington. <laughs> this is a story about Herman Cain. Coming who came, in second. came in second. <laughs> Winning 23% of the votes. <laughs> Ron Paul had 37%. That's the story, but no, no, no. Points higher than Rick Santorum and holding a double-digit lead over Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman. Rick Perry, Bachman, now this follows Perry. Cain's surprise victory in a Florida straw poll last month. So is the former pizza chain executive. Nah, 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 nah. And then we have CNN, who uh, take it once again to their own extreme. Peter Hamby was there. Peter, thanks for joining us. Let's Don Lemon, you're such a dick. Start with the straw poll. Who won this time? Uh, uh, Ron Paul, uh, Texas congressman, uh, who basically wins every straw poll. But of course, who cares? Uh, because he gets his supporters out to these events. He won uh, a big majority, uh, 37% of the vote, 732 votes. Um, I talked to organizers, 600 people registered on the same day. Today. So what, he, what, what he's trying to do here is discredit by saying, oh, you know, he busted in 600 people. They all registered on the same day. And it's just a little blip. It's really only 600 but people. Now, anybody else, let's just stop there. 
if anybody else, like say Rick Perry, had done the same thing, they would be. They'd say he's got a great organization. It shows you <laughs> yeah. that he can get the vote. Grassroots, yeah. People hat. care. He's a wonderful person. They love him. Hey, uh, and then all of a sudden, Ron Paul wins. I've got to tell you, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like he hasn't been winning straw polls all over the place. Woo, Don. There were a lot of Ron Paul supporters in the House today casting votes. Not, they're not Americans. They're just Ron Paul supporters that we didn't see here uh, yesterday. Here's what I have to ask you, because even with the with the opinion polls, it's not just Ron Paul. Um, other people have won these straw polls, but they don't necessarily move anywhere in the opinion. They don't count. This is unimportant. Polls. So then what gives here? How much attention should we be paying to this? And does this actually mean anything when it comes to the person who's actually going to be the nominee? <laughs> the nominee. That's a great question. Great I gotta question. tell you, like among, among the campaign. Not a great question. Why is he saying it's a great question? Be- Why do people do that? Because I want to get into another pet peeve. Uh, but I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> okay, let me. Why does so you you ask a simple question and somebody says that's a great question? Ninety nine percent of the time, it's never a great great question. Well, anyway, it's, I'm sorry. I, I can answer that. The reason why is because it's something that has been in my in because I've interviewed thousands of people. And here's how it usually, and of course, most of my interviews have been um, celebrity rock stars, musicians. And so the label would come up to you and say, okay, ask about, um, you know, this uh, song on the record, because he really likes talking about that. And, you know, so, you know, that's a a hint, right? And of course, I was incredibly naive uh, back in the day. And I was like, okay, uh, how about that song on the record? And without fail, that's a great question because it was set up because the guy's expecting the question. It's almost like a thank you for asking the question that you were told to ask me. So it's in the script. That's the only reason why people say you've interviewed tons of people. John, you know this. But I've had a lot of unscripted questions and people will still throw that at me. And usually I jump on them when. I, I mean, I, and you say that was not I, a great. It was a dumb question I asked you. I do. So I've done this on on radio shows where I'm interviewing somebody. I say blah 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 blah, and the guy goes, "That's a great question." And I stop. It's not. It's not a great question. It's just a question. Well, it's also, of course, when which it's, kind of changes the pacing of a show. Yeah, I might add. Yeah, it does. It, it's also if you ask a question that someone doesn't want to answer. Then it gives them about three seconds to think of no, an answer. No, I think it's a stalling tactic. Yeah, it's like but that's I like your, a great your, question. Your uh, analysis better because I do believe a lot of these things are are rigged, and so the great question thing comes up as an affirmation to you. It's like your reward. Yeah, here you for go, boy. The question. You, you are a great person because you asked a great question. Good boy. Good boy. Come here. Good boy. Good job. So you're, you're, uh, I believe that to be the case, but I think a lot of people get into the habit, and I think this was taught at seminars, you know, these, these, uh, you know, these various gurus who give you these long lectures about how to how to act with people and how to talk and how to respond. I think that's a lot of it comes from, you know, to make the person feel better, tell them it's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. make them feel good. It bugs me is what I'm trying to get to. Oh, no, it bugs me. To, well, it's Don Lemon. What do you expect? I mean, please. <laughs> Let's not get beyond ourselves here. It's Don Lemon. It just, you know, it doesn't really matter. Who watches uh, CNN besides me? Nobody. They don't have I any. Mean, I watch Fox. Let me just say something. Don Lemon is another one of these males on TV with low testosterone uh-huh. because he's got this high pitched voice. But I just want to play. Want you to play. This is from, from uh, a Fox show, and this is this guy Ellis Hennigan who seems to be a stooge for the Democrat Party, but he's actually a writer for Newsweek. Uh, And listen to this guy talk 
and tell me that he's he needs like he needs some injections or something. And this is just kind of an out of the blue answer he gave about uh, about the jobs bill. But just listen to him. You know what? It's like any legislation. I mean, they got to push it together, but it's going to get a vote. I'm not worried about that. What I want, Governor, is to get your voice to join ours. That's Woody Allen. I don't know who that guy it's is. Like it's going, it's like glasses being broken. <laughs> well, you know, not everyone is the same, John. We're all made differently for different reasons. Uh, there's a lot of these uh, dickless wonders that are on the air, it seems. <laughs> it's donation time. Don't you mean donation time? He means Adam's got another story about drones. I think it's time for a drone nation jingle because this is not going to stop. Uh, I got two very interesting emails through the encrypted systems here. You can always send me a PGP encrypted email. It's highly welcome. It's as safe as it can be, as safe as I can make it, obviously. Uh, Adam, I was very skeptical of your assertion that Wired's danger room was a mouthpiece for the military-industrial complex until I saw this on Slashdot. And the story he points to is Air Force Network admins found out about drone virus through the news story on uh, Wired. <laughs> really, really. So uh, Danger Room, he says, not only in this instance, seems to be so far ahead of the Department of Defense very own C2 that it's fairly obvious. Either Danger Room was very good at what they do or, yeah, exactly, uh, they were clued in by the uh, contractors uh, and uh, there to set this, uh, this message in motion. And uh, so then I get the following. Uh, from uh, here, I would appreciate this keeping me anonymous as some interesting drone info came across my desk. I'm another sysadmin, but I'm on a government contract, not directly in the government. Well, by the way, uh, my friend, uh, they're all contractors, which is why our sysadmins are so incredibly important because they're actually on the inside listening to the program everywhere. Um, Adam, long-time boner, not a donor. I understand if you need to douchebag me. I'm working on that, but still trying to live the American dream of just getting by. I started re-listening to you guys a few months ago and really started to dig what you guys are uncovering. I was wondering how credible some of the info is. Then I was hit with this jaw dropper. One of the things I've been waiting to hear more about in the mainstream media is drones. Yesterday, someone picked up a story online about drones, and we chatted about it. I took for granted what I'd learned from you guys and was amazed how spoon-fed everyone is from the major media. Now, come on, dude. How surprised you? What? You were flabbergasted? Then today, a call-out for Department of Defense Air Force assignment came through. Eight years to design, implement, and sustain a SOA architecture. Isn't that software-oriented architecture? Announcement in two months, 30 days for delivery, and get ready. It has to be net-ready, antivirus, anti-malware, encryption, blah, blah, blah. So there it is. The bids to be announced in 30 days, as predicted, because everything is up for bid, and all of a sudden, now we have in these bids, antivirus, anti-malware, encryption, etc., etc. Oh, and by the way, he said, this was for Arizona which is exactly where the uh, the drone headquarters is that uh, that got the so-called virus confirmation. Yeah. Now no surprise there. But it's nice to know that we've got the people on the inside looking out for us and confirming it. So we have a uh, kind of a uh, outbreak here in the Bay Area of and, mumps. Oh boy, time for for a vaccine. Oh, well, it's already all over the place. And we have uh, 
the man on the street, uh, uh, you know, the University of California used to be one of the top universities in the country because it would tend to uh, load up with uh, California kids who were extremely smart. But those same kids were troublemakers, generally speaking. And they uh, caused too much trouble. So they decided to, you know, mostly get the Asians and from, from, from Asia. And, uh, you know, kids that weren't going to create a ruckus. <laughs> right. and, they'll, uh, they'll take their shots like good little slaves. They just do what they're told. So yeah. there's a line a mile long at Cal for, mm. for mump shots because everybody's so <sighs> worried sick that they're going to get the mumps and to get the vaccine. And uh, a little expression of this is on the Cal Dingbats clip, and you can kind of hear uh, the slaves oh, chatting. Sorry. Cal Ding. I was looking for the clip, and well, there it is. This outbreak. There are nine confirmed cases of mumps on campus, and 35 more are suspected. Because the disease has such a long incubation period, that number could just keep growing. Good. A couple of my friends got the mumps. They've been in bed for a couple of days, not able to do anything. So I'm very scared. I've been seeing flyers everywhere about mumps, and then this morning I woke up with rashes, so I was nervous about all the symptoms. <laughs> Was that what did we miss the vagina joke there? <laughs> wow. They started ringing the bells on the Campanile. Yeah. I've had the, the, so, anyway, so there's nine uh, cases. The student body population at the University of California, Berkeley, is 40,000. Yeah. So, there's like a couple kids. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Well, no, what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a bonanza of money. Oh, yeah. 40,000 times what? What does each uh, shot cost you? 25 I don't know bucks? What a month shot costs, but it's probably 10 or $20, maybe yeah. more. Uh, just sticking on that. Now, we, we've been getting the usual pushback from people on, uh, you're not scientific about vaccines, polio, smallpox. <laughs> I just want to remind people that in 2009, we started looking at the financial presentations of all the big pharmaceutical companies who said the, and these are, you can still get them on their websites. Go to Merck, go to GlaxoSmithKline. And it's PowerPoint, and you want to look under investor relations, and you want to look at the PowerPoint that the C, typically the CFO, the COO, and sometimes the CEO will present at, like, uh, the Morgan Stanley Pharma Conference or something like that. And it's basically to get investors interested, and they have to show where their money's coming from. It's the, called the pipeline. And since everyone's been so incredibly worried about a lot of their big winners, like Lipitor, uh, which is now trying to be faked as a, as a Alzheimer's drug, um, since all these are going out of patents, these guys stand to lose a lot of money. And without exclusion, every single one of the reports said vaccines are the pipeline. It's the big bonanza. They showed the big hockey stick to up and to the right because there's nothing better than giving medicine to people who aren't sick yet. That's even better than treating people. Notice, no, they never use the word cure. It's always treat. And just uh, this past week, Governor Jerry Brown... Our governor here in uh, Gitmo Nation, California, signed legis legislation that gives children 12 or older the right to obtain preventative treatment for sexually transmitted diseases without parental consent, including, of course, and this is what it's all about, the Gardasil HPV immunization for cervical cancer. And this, it, to me, is completely abhorrent because what they do is they say, well, We've always allowed children to go get treatment for sexually transmitted diseases without parents' consent. But this is not treatment. It is letting yourself being shot up with poison when you are clearly too young to understand the possible risks involved. 
such as narcolepsy, which came from the, the swine flu vaccine, which has now been accepted, and people in Finland are getting compensated. Which, by the way, in the United States, you, you uh, by law, cannot sue a drug company if you have an adverse reaction to a vaccine, a part of the whole setup. Yeah, now this is that these people who complain to us, and there's, they come in about once every month or two, somebody sends a nasty note saying that we hate vaccines or whatever, which is not true. Uh, well, we hate our scams. But anyway, they, uh, the fact of the matter is, why don't they explain to right? You said fact of the matter. Oh, well, wait. Why don't they explain to us? It's only one. Why don't they explain to us why this law was passed exempting the drug companies from liability? Well, they can't. How is that fair? Yeah, it's not. There was another article uh, regarding the, the flu shot. This is from Northampton Seacoast. Is that Virginia? What's VNA? VNA? That would be weird. I thought VA would be Virginia. VA is Virginia. VNA, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Northampton no Seacoast. Well, anyway, interesting wording. Um, so the Centers for Disease Prevention, now recommended when six months of age or older, be vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. This year's annual shot will offer protection against the pandemic, H1N1 swine flu virus, and here it comes, as well as two other viruses that are expected to be in circulation. Wait, is this a new, what, what are you reading? This is a news story. This is a news story? What pandemic? <laughs> From two years ago, it's still a pandemic? I'm just reading it verbatim. But, but Read it again. Okay, but listen to the whole sentence, okay? Let me see what Seacoast, where is this? Where is Seacoast? Piscataua, Portsmouth. Sure it's not an old article? No, 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 no. October 12th. Um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hmm. Northampton, okay. This year's annual shot will offer protection against the pandemic H1N1 swine flu virus, as well as... Two other viruses that are expected to be in circulation this fall and winter. Hmm. Really? Well, that's kind of odd. You know this is just a press release. Well, generally speaking, the flu vaccines are predicted based on research done in Asia. And they make vaccines for like generally three or four variations of the flu, not two ever. So, in other words, the way I'm interpreting this, and by the way, these half these flus never amount to much, uh, is that this, and we've heard this before. If you remember when the swine flu vaccine first came out, they had, it was a two shot deal. Well, first so they first they, lo- to- first they lowered the uh, the actual definition of what a pandemic was. The World Health Organization yeah, did that. Yeah, just, just somebody sneezes in the toilet. It's a pandemic. Apparently, <laughs> got a pandemic. And, and so it was a two-shot process, and then nobody was going for that, so they changed it by adding adjuvants or whatever they did to beef up the shot. But apparently they still can't, if they're going to mix it with the regular flu shot, which they said they could not do. This whole thing is just ridiculous. Well, I'm worried about this because they are now, and this is clearly because uh, the next paragraph is about the CDC. But by the way, listen to the show. We know we've got a lot of people there in the, uh, in the cubicles listening. The CDC apparently says, and I'd have to look this up because this is just a press release that they printed in SeacoastOnline.com, as well as two other viruses that are expected to be in circulation this fall and winter. So what does the CDC have in mind for us? What other viruses are they they going to be putting into circulation? 
Because that's what it is. They're cooking something up, and they're going to put it into no, circulation. That's not, that's not it. Okay, we'll see. This is the standard operating procedure for the last 30 years of these flu vaccines. Mm. Okay. They, they, they're, they're predict, they find some flus floating around Asia at a pig farm, and then they say, well, this looks like it could take off, and then they make a vaccine for it, and that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about something they're inventing. I mean, it could be, but I don't, that's not what the normal process is. Well, two vi- two other viruses. Yes, not- those are the ones that they found in Asia that they're putting in. It's normally three okay. or four. Okay. Now it's just two because this other thing, this piece of crap they can't get rid of, the H1N1 vaccine, which I guess needs a gallon of fluid to work, Yeah, uh, is screwing it up. And yeah. They just come out with a big horse needle. So funny, though. <laughs> horse needle. Christina went to the doctor yesterday for a checkup, and I said, you know, you know, right? She said, yeah, I know. She came out and said, yep, they tried to push HPV and flu shot on me. And I said, no. Why is she going to this doctor? It, 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 women need to have a checkup. Well, you, there's the other doctors. I have a doctor that never pushes any of this stuff. In fact, he says you, we're over-vaccinated. I'm just saying. Yeah, I say there's a better doctor out there. <laughs> yeah, find some, you know, some <laughs> dude. This is Gitmo, Los Angeles. Okay, this is there's no hippie doctors here. This is this is the the epitome of uh, big pharma, stupid ass state. Okay, should we take a little break and listen to some Nigel Farage? Ah, oh, my hero. <laughs> so, uh, well, if in case you missed it, because of all the incredibly uh, dangerous uh, movie scripts out there. <laughs> Uh, the United States of Europe uh, is in disarray because uh, Slovakia, of all the all the places, Slovakia uh, said, "You know what? Uh, no, we don't like this whole idea about uh, uh, funding the European Central Bank with slaves' tax money so they can bail out the banks uh, up to two trillion euros. We don't think that's a good idea for you to steal our money to give it to your rich friends." to your your bankers, to bail them out. No, we don't like that idea. And uh, so, of course, uh, Nigel Farage has a little, and he takes it all the way back to the Lisbon Treaty, which, of course, was voted uh, down by the Dutch, by the French, and uh, a do-over vote uh, by the Irish. And he just vilifies everybody as predictable, but it's just always nice to listen to him. Thank you. Well, Mr. Barroso, I'm always prepared to accept I might be wrong, and I thought the democratic revolution against this Euro lunacy was confined to Northern Europe. But now we see that Slovakia have joined it. And I must say, what a wonderful result that was last night in Slovakia. I'm sure many of you here will agree. Um, And it's produced, I think, the quote of the crisis. Richard Sulik, who led the rebels, said, I'd rather be a pariah in Brussels than have to feel ashamed before my children who would be deeper in debt. Well, I know how he feels, because I've been somewhat of a pariah here, perhaps for the last ten years. Uh, But he's got it right, because he summed up the detachment between Brussels and the real people of the European Union. And listening to this today, it's almost as if um, this debate's been going on inside a padded cell that is the European Parliament, as people compete for who can be the most stupid. Who can be the most stupid? Who can waste the maximum amount of taxpayers' money? I really do think, as a political class, you're all wrong. 
and you're all wrong democratically because nobody has ever given consent for this behaviour. And when people do vote no, well, when the French vote no, you ignore them. When the Dutch vote no, you ignore them. When the Irish vote no, you say vote again and get it right. <laughs> and when Slovakia vote no, well, we're told today it'll all be okay because they can vote again this week until they get the right answer. We've got 17 countries trapped inside this economic prison of the Eurozone. And all you can do, Mr Barroso, is stand up and say we need more power. People like you, who've been the architect of this failure, the architect of the misery that is being inflicted upon millions, want more power. It's like Barroso in the bunker, <laughs> unaware of what is happening in the outside world, but planning world domination. And in economic terms, it's getting madder and madder. I hear the new idea is that the bailout fund will be multiplied, geared up times five, by the European Central Bank, so that you've got your two trillion, Mr Verhofstadt. Two trillion. Good God. Greece is going bankrupt. If you lot continue, the whole banking system in Europe is going to go bankrupt. The former British Chancellor of the Exchequer, Norman Lamont, this morning described the attempts to save the euro as the most gigantic Ponzi scheme. I'm tempted to think he's right. Thank you. <laughs> I love that guy. He's so I great. Think they're going to kill him. Barroso. Well, they tried. They already tried with the airplane. Yeah, they tried crash. once. Barroso but in the always, bunker. I wonder what the, te the time lag is, by the way, when they try to kill kill the guy. You mean when the, when the, the order goes attempt. out? <laughs> yeah. Well, they just like the vote, you know. It's like, uh, do it over. Maybe six months. But it's about time. It's about time. But it doesn't matter. At the, at the moment, yeah. They just vilify him as nuts, that's all. And they're always laughing at him. They always uh, cut away to see you show Barroso laughing and that oh, Schultz, oh. Schultz guy, that douchebag. Yeah, the trouble is you play an audio clip like that and you don't get any of that. No, you just I know. hear what he says and it's pretty bad. I know. Uh, NPR, our national treasure, actually, uh, my goodness. They have, uh, was it the Fast Money podcast, the Fast Money show or something? It's a podcast as well. Or what is it? Uh, Fast Money it depends. It could Proud be uh, money. no, no. Fast Money is a CNBC show where these professional traders come on and, oh, that's not and tell you what to buy. It's the the real money. The anyway, they they they're all over this. They're all over this. Like they're crazy. This is your national treasure, your public media in the United States talking here. Today's Planet Money indicator. Planet Money. There you go. Five point four million. The population of Slovakia is 5.4 million. Did someone buy you a book of facts and you're just going to open it randomly? <laughs> yes, this is a random planet money indicator, but its very randomness is why it's such a big deal. Today, the fate of Europe's economy, dare I say it, the fate of the world. Of the world, I tell you! Hangs on those 5.4 million people. Slovakia's parliament is voting today on whether to expand Europe's bailout fund. And as of right now, every other country that uses the euro, that, that's more than 98%. Who are all smart, obviously, not like those dumb Slovaks, those stupid idiots who are going to kill the world. Of the population of the eurozone, they have already approved this bailout fund expansion. But the way the euro works is 
every single country has to approve this before it can take effect. And so this fact, the fact that Europe and the world is all hanging on what Slovakia does, the fact that right now, just before we came in here, there's a, a link on the Wall Street Journal's homepage saying that they are live blogging the parliamentary debate in Slovakia. Slovakia? Slovakia? John, can you believe how crazy this is? Slovakia? These guys are a Play the douchebag theme, please. Yes. Douchebag. So uh, that, that this is, that's interesting to listen to that guy because uh, as I listen, I'm, I'm thinking this is, ex- which, of course, it would be on NPR or uh-huh. PBS, oh, one yeah. of the two. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is the exact opposite of us. Yes. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't it? We're like, good Not on you. It's just a little bit different. It's the exact opposite. Polar opposite. I mean, this thing goes on for another two minutes. I could play it at the end of the show if you want. Because they, they actually, they compare Slovakia to Wisconsin, which is also an interesting name. Oh, yeah, you trivialize it. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's not really Could you imagine the whole country wants something, but Wisconsin is holding it back? It's just crazy. What you need, okay, is you need a dictator like Obama, who, uh, I don't know if you caught his uh, his jobs conference. Uh, I, I watched some C-SPAN this week. Did you see that at all, where he was on no. the panel? Listen very carefully to what he says in this short clip. But we're not going to wait for Congress. So uh, my instruction to Jeff and Gene and Valerie and uh, all the advisors who are sitting around the table is scour this report. Identify all those areas in which we can act administratively without additional congressional authorization and just get it done. So, yeah, of course, uh, Valerie, uh, who uh, Valerie Jarrett is who he's referring to. So uh, what I heard him say is, who cares about Congress? I'm just going to issue executive orders to get it done. That's what he's yeah. saying. That's what a dictator does. He's just saying, yeah. who cares about Congress? It's not important. I'm Obama. Well, he did that with the war. Yeah. Oh, I'm Obama. I'll drone you, son. Win, lose, or drone. Well, I'll just get it done. Whatever I want, I'll just get it done. He's a dictator. By the way, uh, word is out that Daly is leaving. Um, you know, uh, of the Daly crime family in Chicago. He said on a... He's leaving to what? He's leaving the White House. He He's the new chief, he's the new Rahm Emanuel. Remember, he's the chief of staff. No, he's not. Yes, he is. What are you talking about? Where have you been? Daly, Daly is the chief of staff. Hello? I'm looking. You've forgotten about this somehow? Bill Daly? No, I know. I, I know Daly's got something. But Bill Daly, just... chief of staff. He's the new Rahm Emanuel. Don't you remember Rahm Emanuel left to become... It, that's funny. Because, yeah, I know Rahm Emanuel took Daly's job at the, in Chicago. Right, and Daly yeah, took Rahm Emanuel's job. He's the chief of staff, and he's already announced he's leaving. The, well, he didn't stick around. Well, he only st- I think it was just a holding position. No, I think, no. I'll, I'm going to tell you what's happening. Wall Street is pissed. Wall Street is not having anything to do with this president. They are not going to support him. Um, and the big scandal, by the way, you watch. Yeah, is, no, this is not. I'm, okay, yeah, this guy. This is not the Chicago Daily. Yes, he is. Yes, he he's is. He's the brother of former. Let's see. Yes, she's from the Chicago, from the Daily Crime family in Chicago. Yes, he he's is. He's from, but he's not the mayor. The ex. I didn't say that. He's from. No, he's not okay, the mayor. All right, all right. That's no. why I was confused. No, no. Go on. Okay. So here's what's happening. Wall Street hates Obama. He he screwed him over. 
The only thing he did right is not put him in jail. Right? That's the only thing that he didn't do. But he's, That's he's, a mistake he made then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the long run, yeah. If you think about it. In the long run, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what they are doing is they're going to uh, they're going to screw him royally so that he doesn't run again. And here's the way I see it playing out. First okay. of all, should I, be, should I be writing this in the red book? Well, it's, it's some of it's already in the red book. So we know Obama's going to quit. Now, the reason why he's going to quit is because of a scandal. And it's not the Fast and Furious. It's not. It is the bailout. And you'll see that Solyndra is just the tip of the iceberg. Because what happened is all this money that was supposed to go to banks, to lend, to small businesses, it went to venture capital, it went into existing green bull crap, it went into this this BS like Solyndra, and it got stolen. And it was set up that way. We're going to steal this money, we're going to bring it in, we're going to flip it around, take the company public, we bail out before the taxpayers do. Next up, Light Squared. Light Squared is another one of these uh, companies that got money from the uh, guaranteed load from the government. And what Wall Street is doing is they're going to do everything in their power to crack the, we'll just call it the Solyndra scandal, wide open so people can see that hundreds of billions of dollars were stolen, stolen literally, with the Obama administration and their friends. And Obama has nothing to do with it. He's dumb. I'm just saying it right now. He's dumb. He didn't, he, he's a great campaigner. That's all he does. And they are going to outspend on whoever they choose. And I hope to God it's Ron Paul. But, of course, I, don't, I, I still in the Red Book have that it's going to be the next shill, which is uh, Gabrielle Giffords. They're going to run her against Obama. Uh, they are going to outspend him two to one. If he raises half a billion, they'll raise a billion. And it's all about the advertising. That's how we choose our presidents in these United States of Gitmo Nation. And this guy is out the administration is crumbling, and Holder will get screwed, will get thrown to the lions to protect uh, Lucifer, but it's over. It's over for this administration. I well, think. I, go ahead. We, we can stop there. You're repeating yourself. I'm just going to say I think we can see the resignation come within the next three months. Let's do a couple of exercises here. And then I want to talk about Light Squared a little bit because that seems like it is a per, uh, percolating scandal of the highest order. Mm-hmm. Because it involves the FCC oh, yeah. and all kinds of weird corruption. And it also involves the military mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things. Who, this is it, who is going to run in his place? Gabrielle Giffords. Oh, you think she's going to run? Oh, okay. So she's the, oh, I said, okay. No, but I like it. I mean, I like the the idea in terms of a great drama, but. Let's say she doesn't run. Who? There's nothing. There's no backup. It doesn't matter. Biden. No, it. Well, no, he's too dumb. He 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 he's uncontrollable. He's like a a drone without control. He, he says stupid things. Now they can't have him. Now they need someone who can't talk. <laughs> someone who has problems speaking, but looks great and is an American hero. That's what they need. It's Gabriel Giffords. I'm, t- I, I, I'm telling you this. This is so obvious to me. I have to look into this. Well, I already told you that I, I don't even think she got shot for real. No, we already went over that, and I think you got good, uh, there's really good stuff. We should remind people what site to go to. I don't think we need to be well, up again. Wellaware1.com. Wellaware1.com. This guy also, by the way, uh, will show you a lot of the actors on Wall Street. Some, fa- some fascinating stuff. 
Yeah, right? no, this this is. He even he had a he had a clip the other day. I, I really like this guy. He had a clip where he showed that some of the footage from Libya was shot in the deserts of Nevada and Arizona. <laughs> he said it was shot like six, seven months ago. It doesn't matter. He says, you know, they just pull it out when they need it. Now, this guy's all over it, but he, he show, he's compelling evidence, what that guy has. So uh, I agree. Now, you I want agree. to talk it's about... Very the- good material. He does an outstanding job of piecing stuff together and, and making you believe him. Yes. Do, do you want to talk about Solyndra? No, that's light squared. I'm sorry, light squared. Yeah, Solyndra is just no, an that's out, what out, I meant. Light money square. grab. Light squared. And then, by the way, the funny thing about Solyndra is they were they were just on the borderline of giving them another another half. Oh billion, yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Before they fold, they couldn't keep the they couldn't keep the balls in the air long enough yeah. to get the rest of the money. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, this other thing, this light squared thing, seems to be some sort of a. This is the people are saying, well, the problem with the new iPhone, the problem with this is there's no LTE and everyone keeps talking about LTE and lights, which is the uh, uh, data uh, transfer methodology is high speed for cell phones. Well, and this company seems to have locked up most of the licenses around the country for like putting LTE into play. But and and the problem is, is that within 200 miles every time they test it like within 200 miles of a cell tower it knocks out all the gps GPS, yeah and so the fcc you know is now in between a rock and a hard place because the head of the fcc is an obama boy that you know goes along with the program and so they're so they're ram they're they're pushing through uh uh licenses for this operation when in fact uh, the military which is the mistake they're making by messing with the military oh yeah oh yeah uh, has said this is not we can't have this running at all because well, this, it's, it's gonna- you're you're referring to uh, general shelton who's the commander of the air force space command and he told congressional leaders in a closed door session uh, that the white house tried to pressure him to change his testimony to favor light squared and of course, the CEO of Light Squared is a huge donor to the Democratic Party. Yeah, he's a he's a bundler. Actually. Bundler, yeah, yeah, ones. bundler. We explain how bundling works because that's a that's an important. Well, I'll say I, I've got. Let's say I want to impress Obama and get his ear, and I want hey, you want to be an ambassador. Meetings. You want to be an ambassador. I want to be the ambassador of France. Right. So I and I I've been in the really why game. France? Why not a warm country? Why France? Just because the wine? wine, stinky wine. cheese, really? Yeah, it's uh, cheese. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. So anyway, the um, so I but I've been I've been a political player for a long time, and so I. I know the ropes, and I know that I can only give so much money personally, but I can also get put parties together. I can you know, set up the $30,000 a plate dinners, and I can get people to come to them, which is more important than just setting them up. Right. And I can strong-arm people and twi- you know, get people to give money to him, and it all goes – essentially, I get credit for it, but I don't actually give him any money. And I'm, so I'm essentially bundling piles of money. <laughs> Right. And sending him piles of money of, you know, and I get the I'm the one who gets the thanks and I'm the one who gets the ambassadorship, not the people who who did all the. Uh, and that ambassadorship who, is no joke, by the way. I think it's like 80 percent of all bundlers I literally become ambassadors. Yeah, it's awesome. That's what they're doing it. For. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, one of the big bundlers in nice the valley, house. he's not a, he's not a, he's not a he's not big enough, apparently. And he's I mean, he's got enough money to do this himself. But John Doerr does this. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and, and he'd big, love an ambassadorship. He would he love wants nothing to be more. An, this is the rumor. He wants to be the ambassador, either the ambassador to England or the ambassador. He wants to be an ambassador. I, I used to know what to wear. Why don't why, we should become ambassador? We could be the first gay ambassador couple. So I'm thinking, of France. You know, if we could be any any sort of ambassador, the, the, apparently the plum is the Vatican. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing to do, and you get this great posh office, and apparently the wine and food at the Vatican, it is if, when you have these little events, yeah. beats France off the hook. I bet. And uh, you can have sex with children who are 15 there because uh, that's the law in the Vatican, right? Or was it 13? I can't remember. I don't keep remember we had that list. No, I'd love it. I'd love to, I'd love us to be the first queer and questioning ambassadorship goes to yeah. John yeah. C. Dvorak and Adam Curry. Yeah, in your dreams. <laughs> you wish. Yeah, my, I, I certainly do. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. We do have a bunch of people to thank for today's show. Uh, our producers, Robert Ketchum in Houston, Texas, $133.33. Here's $133.33 to congratulate Adam for transferring from the super maximum security prison <laughs> that is California to the maximum security prison, an upgrade, yeah. uh, in Texas. <laughs> a few domain forwards as yeswedrone.com, this week in tyranny.com, americasucksass.com. <laughs> this is bobbyketchum.com in Houston, Texas. By the way, we decided to drive. We think that we think it'd be better and less hassle to try and get rid of the rover uh, when we're there. So we're going to drive uh, cross country to uh, Austin in the rover. In the Range Rover, if it makes it. What about the Saab? I'm going to drive it off a cliff and fake my death. Okay. Yeah. Glenn Riccio in Charlottesville, Virginia, $111.11. Boris Manor, uh, Borislav Marinov. In Aliso Viejo. Oh, frequent donor. Uh, frequent donor. Sorry? A frequent donor, I said. Yeah, frequent donor. Uh, and he uh, keep giving good karma to his wife, my kids, and future kids and me, so he needs another karma call out. I think this is a double somehow. Uh, You've John. got karma. I think, uh, and this actually uh, makes me feel sad because I thought we did okay this week. But I'm seeing uh, doubles on the list. These are ones that we did on Sunday. It could be. That's not so good. John Heineman, Monaca, Pennsylvania, $75. Thanks for the show. Been listening for a few months. Need a de-douching. Uh, although last time we did a double on somebody, he said uh, he felt bad about it, so he donated again. Just finished my PhD in education. It could, yeah, you're right. The Marinoff thing is a double. I just finished my PhD in education. Could use some karma for some things I'm working on, including a paper for an upcoming conference in Adam's new location, Austin, Texas. All right, double shot coming at you, my friend. You've been deduced. You've got karma. Tight. Tighter than a Vatican sex slave. Russell Rose, Tallahassee, Florida, 6789. I haven't been a donor in several months and needed to make things right, turning 35 on the 13th and like to have my presidential bid like to make my presidential bid, but I'm not in bed with big oil, big farm, or the banks. <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> Here's some karma. Hope it works out for You've you. You've got karma. So uh, we have another 6789. I like that number. That's cool. Yeah, it's funny that we both come in. I never. No one's done that before. We get two. 
in coming Georgia uh, in the morning while listening to the show in my headphones in the office I share with my kids. My 14-year-old turned me on, turned to me and asked, what is that that keeps going da-da-da-da-dun-da-dun-dun, mimicking the exact tune of the Dvorak.org slash N-A jingle? Da-da-da-da-da-dun-dun-dun. That's it what it is. It even works when they can't hear it. Let's try it again, kids. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Karma for my last donation has already been received, so I thought I'd pitch in again to keep the karma train rolling. All right. woo Here it comes. You've got karma. All aboard! Sean Resser in Woodside, New York, 6666. In the morning, guys, quick donation so I can stop being a douchebag. And thank you for all you do. Also, please add me to the list of folks looking for a podcast so license. So I think we'll give him a de-douching. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Oh, here's the uh, the sixty dollar donation from Ben Caddy from uh, Melbourne, who uh, gave that to us cash uh, in the. It was actually it was pretty cool because uh, in, there were two uh, actually Dutch people, and uh, you know they're like, so what are you doing? And I usually say nothing. You know, I just screw around on the internet, and then of course Mickey always like blows my cover, and then she's like, no, oh, it's great. You know, it's beautiful waking up every morning knowing that you know we're being supported by people listening to the show, and that's you know that's how we make our living. And people are like, really, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, really, because you know they find it hard to believe, right? It's like uh, that's your model. So yeah, all we do is we we just talk and have a little conversation. People listen in, and uh, and they support us because we're doing something they like. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we, as we're walking out, Ben comes up and says, hey, in the morning, here's $60. And I thought those people were going to shit themselves right there. Like, <laughs> that's, so yeah, oh, it happens everywhere I go. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, yeah, they don't get it. Well, they don't listen to the show. No. They're slaves. Podcast. Sorry? They're slaves. They're, they're, yeah, they're totally. Well, I don't know why I keep going out to dinner with slaves. Yeah, well. Podcast for Peach, Alamo Peach. Peace. Podcast for Peach <laughs> for in peace. Alamo, California. For peace. <laughs> Fifty-five ten. Devil nickels on a dime. Not the usual fifty-one fifty like usual, but for the matching something. Yeah, for the matching. <sighs> James Adam Adamson. Sir in, James. Uh, Sir James Madison. Uh, Mad Adamson. I can't say it apparently. Grasswood, Saskatchewan. Uh, that's an, must be an interesting town out in the middle of nowhere. Fifty-five ten. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with the show uh, and inflict. It on as many people as I can, propagating the formula as often as I can. A donation was warned as I've been receiving the end of some good karma lately, mostly received by begging for it in the chat room because I was too flat-ass broke to actually donate. <laughs> good karma got me into a competitive school. I applied in order to make career change or an electronics engineering type to firefighting. I had to move and sell my right house on. to go to school. So many things could have gone wrong, but it all came together. I blame uh, N.A. Karma, No Agenda Karma, is channeling my way from the good slaves in the chat room. <laughs> I have six and a half hour drive home from school every couple of weeks. And when my classmates carpool with me, I force them to listen to the <laughs> No Agenda. <laughs> it's like you roll up the windows and force them to listen. That's cool. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. How anyway, they're beginning to open their eyes to the real world around them and question the shit fed to them by the mass media. Anyhow... If I could, I'd like to send out a bit of karma to my sister and her husband are bringing in a new human resource to the world pretty soon. And my brother is competing at the Pan Am Championships in Mexico. So give him some karma. You've got karma. And his friend douchebag Kurt will get part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Baker Odom in Flushing, New York, Double nickels on the dime. Hey, John and Adam, thank you for opening my eyes. 
opening the eyes of a libertarian who thought he was a Republican. Mm. I think that's pretty common. Mm. Um, Why do we, we don't need wh- label? We don't need labels. You just you're either enslaved or you're enslaved with your eyes open. There's, there's uh-huh. no there's no other thing. I think you could be a libertarian. I've been listening for a while and finally b- bought a podcast license last month. Still haven't received it, Adam. Yeah. And now I, offer up double nickels on the dime, I'm so behind. please give me a de-douching. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> You've been de-douched. I knew that was going to happen, but I'm behind. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, also, if I can get some karma and a shout-out for a college football podcast I'm part of called SEC and the Rest as an unpaid producer of the show, I know y'all's pain. And uh, finally, i like to call out my girlfriend, Crystal, for being a douchebagette. <laughs> douchebagette. For- for refusing, I like the douche baguette. For refusing to donate because people who fly Cessnas don't need my money. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, how about people who eat Cessnas? Does that help? I've eaten he the entire have a plane. Anymore. I've you had eat- to sell it because I, of people like yeah, you. Yeah. Crystal. Thank you. Yes, I ate the plane. And by the way, it's uh, it's over. Uh, done. I've eaten the whole thing uh, after I had to send an unhappy check to uh, our government. I think you were doing the same thing, or Mimi was. Uh, Ryan Lackey, London, Ontario. Double nickels on the dime. Just finished episode 344 and donating an acknowledgement of John's subtly coded message to me for immediate assistance. I hope my donation of double nickels on dime is sufficient to pass up on the no agenda stealth helicopter for slave extraction operations. Yours in servitude, Ryan A. Lackey. A. Lackey, A. Lackey, no relation. Don't drone me, bro. So, My first uh, name was Al. I'd be screwed. His name would be Al Lackey. <laughs> it would be bad, wouldn't it? That would suck. <laughs> My name is Alvin Lackey. You're under arrest. Uh, Adrian Turner, Hove, East Sussex. Double nickels on the dime. In ITM from Gitmo Nation East. Same. Shamefully, the donation is long overdue, as you guys deserve much more. October's been very mild. Weather, not climate, apparently. So the firewood money is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Ratter. By the way, if anyone has their PayPal account, money in their PayPal account is just sitting there idly and doing nothing. Doing it's it's just, not working for you. Your money's not working. You can we put the money on the screen. It. Send, it, send it to the. We need the money. Yeah, believe we me, we get bills to pay and the taxes due. Calgary, Alberta, Canada, fifty five ten. Tim Ratter. This rhymes with ladder from Calgary. A new donor with a boner. <laughs> you can, Go away! Don't stick that in my eye. 5510 in response to Sir Alan Sisam challenge. Sis Sis admin admin challenge. challenge. Yeah. Please de-douche me and send a shot at karma. Give him a de-douching karma shot. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. And he adds the, the... Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. Right on. To his note. Mm-hmm. And he does it just like that. Anonymous in Kew Gardens, New York, uh... Double Nickels on the Dime, new listener of the show. Please mark as anonymous to match show 347 SysOps Challenge. I'm telling you, John, the SysOps, they rule the world, and they're ours. They are in our camp firmly, two boots on the ground, each one of them. Or we're theirs, actually. Yeah, Beth true. Visser, Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, 55 bucks. Uh, please say my husband Patrick's name on the air. It's his 32nd birthday, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do that in a second. He listens to the show every week. He loves the No Agenda show. Twice a week, by the way. He loves the No Agenda show. I do too, but the donation is for his birthday. Thanks, guys. Okay. okay. Matthew, Nicole, in Brooklyn. 
fifty bucks. Yeah, that's and, the uh, uh, the Huffington Post at AOL.com challenge. Right, and um, Mike Westerfield in Enderlin, North Dakota. Tonya Ton, Tonya Foster, our our local actress, San Francisco, California. Fifty dollars, John and Adam. Thanks for the greatest show ever. I'll be reading from my book, writing on humanity or waiting, waiting on humanity is the name of her book. Uh, and you should go to Amazon.com and buy a copy. Uh, this Saturday, eight thirty to nine thirty, the Lone Palm in the urine-soaked Mission District. <laughs> it's so true. This is part of San Francisco's <laughs> Lit Crawl event. Please come by and say in the morning. Cool. So anyone in the San Francisco Bay Area can go to uh, the Lone Palm at Saturday at eight thirty and say hi to the. Uh, our uh, beautiful actress, Tonya. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Scanlon, and she should probably move to L.A. and get it over with. George Scanlon, Carpentersville, Illinois. 50. <coughs> Trist- Tristan Wilson Kerrigan in Padbury, 50. And Tristan Lennon, uh, obviously live in the same house, but this one shows up as Wagga Wagga. New South Wales, and that'll be our group of uh, donors for this week's uh, No Agenda show three. Four, seven, what was yes, it? 347, all the show notes, uh, which are a part of the package we deliver to you, because this is the product, not you. Uh, 347.nashownotes.com. Dvorak.org slash N-A. That's where you need to go to uh, help us finance uh, the continuation of the program. And uh, I thought we had done okay, but I, uh, I think the dedousing thing was also a double. I think we had a couple doubles in here, John. So we don't have our knighthoods today because we had the uh, a drive failure. Uh, Eric DeShill is fixing that uh, or restoring for backup or whatever. So we, we don't have the exact calculation. But I think we have a sainthood to give out to uh, Nicole and uh, yeah, another Sunday. knighthood. Yeah, Sunday. Which is a, a bigger show anyway, really. If yeah, you, it's the original. Oh, who's the, someone who doesn't care about me, obviously. Let me see. Whoever you are. <laughs> so your phone's ringing. Yeah. See who it is. No. If it's for me, tell them I'm not there. <laughs> Once again, to program your brain, kids, you can hum along. Dvorak.org slash N-A. A lot of people don't realize is that as a part of the service to you, you also get a birthday card from the Noah in the Nation uh, facilities. Uh, people seem to really like that. Uh, so if we have your uh, address uh, information on file, uh, even if you think you're a lone wolf just out there howling by yourself, you will get a birthday card from your friends at No Agenda. And today we congratulate uh, Baron Stephen Pelsmachers. Uh, he'll be turning, uh, well, he congratulates himself for his birthday on the 15th. That'll be this Saturday. Thomas Nussbaum, also uh, he donated and uh, wants to uh, say happy birthday to himself. Russell Rhodes turns uh, 35 today. Happy birthday, Russell. And Beth Fisser says happy birthday to our lovely husband, Patrick Fisser. Sir, he is uh, 32 as of today. Happy birthday from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. Hell yeah. So what's happening, John? Hackerosity. Hackerosity, no. So there's a couple of things. I I think, uh, play the clip, name that bank. Okay. Hmm. Is this a test? Is this an Ask Adam or is this just... It's going to be. Customers wanting to close their accounts at a local bank were met with a strong no. Why the bank refused to give them their money? Uh, bank of America? 
Oh, it's amazing that you would say that because none of these none of these news shows ever mention the bank. Oh, really? They don't mention that it's Bank of America? Well, you know, they're, they're big donors to NPR. I, I sure haven't heard much on the NPR uh, news about Bank of America, who's a huge donor for the news hour. Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed it. But I haven't seen an a in-depth story about the Bank of America telling people you can't close your account, you can't have your money. You know, there was another egregious thing. The upcoming debate, the, there's another debate on Tuesday, I think, which will be hosted by Anderson Pooper, um, sponsored by the U.S. gas industry. So guess what? We'll get a lot of questions about the XL pipeline and none about uh, the gas industry. None about, n- nothing about, about that. fracking. Nothing about fracking, only... By the way, it was four hours, and someone tweeted me, and I... I I just I, I sat through at least an hour and a half, and then I just like oh my my eyes were glazing over. Did you see the public commentary on the XL pipeline? No. So what's uh, what the State Department Lucifer uh, is doing is because for some reason she's in charge. You're talking of about it. that that Keystone pipeline, whatever yeah. it's called, that goes down the guts of the country from Canada to Texas. Yeah, down to South Texas, exactly. Yeah, why, but why? Because Texas hasn't got any oil down there, or they haven't got any refineries? What's the point of this thing? Well, they just need to ship it from Canada down to the coast so we can ship it off to China from there. Oh, that, okay. That's well, the why would we... No, that's, that coast doesn't ship to China. That coast ships to Europe and South America. Oh, oh Europe then. South America, Europe, whatever. It's yeah, so, someone else. It has nothing to do with us. Apparently... Because there were, there were, you know, there were some. They had they'd bust people in. This was the open thing where you get three minutes and you can say, well, you know. So there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, environmental organizations saying this is horrible. There are a lot of people saying we need alternative energy, which I'm sorry, that just doesn't cut it as an argument uh, because it doesn't work. It, it's not. It, it doesn't pay for itself. You know, there's a lot of that. But then there were a couple of people who were really for, and they rolled out this old Native American lady, and she's like, you know, I've been a Native American Indian, and I think it's all good. Apparently, someone, uh, I guess one of the pro people uh, was up there, and then, you know, they, they get heckled from the other side of the audience. Apparently, one of them actually said, go cut your hair. <laughs> which we've been waiting for. And I said, I wanted to get the clip. I, you know, I was like, that will be too funny because you predicted this. Good. You predicted this. First was get a job, which is now saying to all the Occupy Wall Streeters, get, yeah, a, get job. a job. And next is get a haircut. And so, Yeah, it's just right. It's, a, it's just a rerun of yeah, the 60s. Yeah, apparently someone said it. Someone said get a haircut. <laughs> I'm, You'll be hearing it more. I'm bummed. Well, yeah, we will. I was just, I wanted it now. It was good. So uh, red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert. Red alert issued for the Canary Islands. It's happening. They had an underground eruption of the uh, the volcano on the island of Las Palma, La Palma. Uh, and of course, if this thing really blows, El Hierro, uh, a big part of the Canary Islands will break off and will cause a tsunami that will, of course, flood the entire east coast of the United States and make everyone move to West Virginia. Uh, but they had the first actual, uh, they call it the phase pre-eruptive. And uh, there's a red alert issued. All residents have been evacuated from the town of El Hierro. And uh, this is, uh, you know, something that's been predicted for, what, 100 years or something? I think for, it, It's been a while. I know we've been getting some emails from people in West Virginia who are kind of Having to experience all these, you know, these government guys floating around looking for, you know, places people can <laughs> look, stay. Looking for places to live, look, looking for a beachfront property, apparently. 
because yeah, it could happen. Mickey, you know, Mickey lived there. And, In the Canary uh, Islands? Yeah. Yeah, she lived huh. there. Yeah, she lived on the furthest point, actually, where Columbus sailed from, apparently. And uh, she said it was really cute and great until she found it's out. It's supposed to be a real pretty little area. Yeah, she said it was great until, you know, she lived there for a year, and then, you know, it turns out all the kids in in town are all hooked on heroin because there's nothing to do, and it's all messed up and uh, got a little depressing. Uh, but the, that's the one thing that everyone's always talking about is El Hierro. And, and that when that thing goes, then the island breaks in two, and uh, and everyone's just kind of sitting there smoking heroin, waiting for it to happen, I guess. And now it looks like it might take place. Uh, no. It would be interesting if it does, because it's supposed to create a huge tsunami. Yeah. Uh, that will uh, move, uh, I guess it's going to hit, it would hit the East Coast with 30 foot or, or higher. Oh, higher. 100 foot, foot waves. waves. Yeah. Yeah. And just wipe out the entire coast. But, and so, but the people will be okay, because they'll all be moving to West Virginia. Well, I wonder how long it takes for that wave to cross the Atlantic. Oh, a couple it's not days. Very far. Oh, it'll take a day or two. We'll have time. We'll have time. The roads will be clogged. There's no way you can get out. It's going to be a disaster. I would just get into, into the Chrysler building. <laughs> yeah. You think that's going to stand uh, the, the wavage? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So how many people can we fit in the Chrysler building? Not enough. <laughs> no. And the Empire State Building is built like a brick shit house, so that's that'll hold no, up. No, yeah. Uh, so the last night, uh, as I was prepping, uh, Mickey was watching the rerun. She hadn't seen it of uh, X Factor, which, uh, by the way, uh, there's not a lot of people watching that anymore because it's going away. Uh, but it's still beautiful and there's still talent, and she loves that. But man, every commercial break had uh, the first lady Michelle Obama with her insincere look, with uh, the first second lady Jill Biden, Jill O'Biden. Uh, talking about uh, how we have to help uh, the families of our heroes, and, and and it kept coming back this commercial, and and I got I started to get really upset. So uh, how sad? It is well th- that's the, or the, PSA. Yeah, it is. It is a, a PSA. So they're getting no income from that ad. No, because the show uh, is a failure. You know they 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 lost like two two three million viewers from their opening uh, opening of the series. Well, why do you think that is? People are tired of it. They want more vagina jokes. So well, there's sure a lot of new sitcoms this season. Yeah. None of them funny, by the way. But anyway, I started to get l- literally just pissed off. And because, you know, they're so insincere. You know, they're like, our heroes are fighting over. I'm like, you're sending these poor boys and girls over to fight a war they don't understand. The majority of them are going to vote for Ron Paul. And, of course, those are the votes that always get tossed away and are found behind a building and it was too late and doesn't count. Because the art service personnel aren't stupid. They know what's going on. They know it's a, it's a scam. They know what's happening. It's the same. The sysadmin. Everyone knows it's a scam. And then these two insincere... Oh, I just... I, I don't want to insult, but these bitches, I hate them so... They made me so mad... Maybe help a hero, the family of a hero, help him. And Michelle Obama makes a face. He's like, oh, yes, I'm so sincere. I'm so one of you. And so there's this whole thing to make her one of us, to make her, uh, you know, to make her uh, real and, uh, and just like everybody else. And to do that, they bring in Al Roker, who I've worked with and is an absolute dick. And uh, he interviewed the Flotus as we call her, First Lady of the United States. And just this is a build-on, and of course it's a promotion for every unionized shop in the country. 
Uh, he interviews her about how normal she is and how common she is. And it's a big scam with that dick Al Roker. Here. How normal and common with her budget? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're there to help participate in her Let's Move event. We're going to tell you more about that later this morning. But we also talked to Mrs. Obama about her recent shopping trip to Target. Check it out. Check it out. To Target. I'm Al Roker. I'm in with Target. We also have those pictures of you at, at Target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is didn't that... We talk, huh? Didn't we talk about this on the last show, her and her visit to Target? Yeah, but it gets better. This is new. This is new. Do you sometimes miss the ability to do something like that on a regular basis? Absolutely, but quiet as it's kept, although not so quiet. I do that more frequently than, than people realize, and it's amazing how people... Oh, we should all go to Target. We might get to see her. No, no, no. There's more places you should go. They don't expect to see me at Starbucks. Starbucks? Okay, let's just do the ding each time. So we have uh, Target. We have Starbucks. Or at Chipotle or... Oh, Chipotle. Yeah, I actually took Bo to Petco. Oh, Petco. And the cashier asked me, oh, what kind of dog is that? He said a Portuguese water dog. He didn't recognize us because he didn't expect that we would be in Petco. So, you know, my secret's out, but we try to sneak out as much as possible, and it and it helps to keep our kids' lives normal. Did the, did the cashier look at the twice at the what a at truck the of crap? Yeah, of course it's crap. He recognized. There's no way she's sneaking out. She's full of it. But plenty of people. I've been in Baskin and Robbins a number of times. Oh, Baskin and oh. Robbins. Yeah, of course. You know how the kids aren't really paying attention. They're looking right through you. They don't know it's me. Do you like the big bucks? Do you go to Costco? Do you, do you buy a lot? No, I'm sorry. Costco. A lot of toilet tissue at once. You know, we pretty much have our supply stock. So, you know, I know. It's one of the advantages. One of the perks. One of the perks. <laughs> you can't yeah, get that toilet tissue toilet with those presidential <laughs> seal on here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what she does it up. I know. It's just amazing. I'm Al Roker. <laughs> Douchebag. It's so... That's, that angers me, that stuff. You know that's bull crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she can't go anywhere without two or three Secret Service guys with her all the time. And again, one for each of the kids at least. So there's a whole contingent that comes in, and she's not going to drive up in a, in a Jeep. You know, she's coming into some some procession. If she if she doesn't go to these places, by the way, if she does, it's a bunch of bull crap to just to plug the. This is like blatant plugs that are actually illegal, as far as I know. I agree. Well, I mean, it's not illegal for a commercial network like NBC, who have all these companies as their sponsors, and again, a lot of them are union shops, so it's all a union hit job. Uh, there was a funny video I came across. Speaking of these big stores, Walmart, who I guess aren't unionized, are they? I think Walmart no. is just that's just sla- slavery, right? It's pure yeah. slavery. So there's these guys that put together this YouTube video and uh, they go into Walmarts and then they they kind of look over the shoulder of uh, of employees to see what the code is to get on the intercom system, which is it's like, you know, is you pick up any of those phones that are on the wall. They're everywhere on like a post or something. Yeah. And you can make announcements. <laughs> see, here's what they do. Uh, do something on the intercom. Just pay attention to what they're doing. The code here happens to be pound nine. Six one one. Don't tell anybody. Six one one. Attention, Walmart shoppers. Nine eleven was an inside job. <laughs> Google World Trade Center seven came down in six point five seconds. Thank you. 
<laughs> it gets better. <laughs> More. Attention Walmart shoppers. Google Operation Northwoods. 1962 plan to carry out terrorism. <laughs> and another one? Never before in the history of the world has a modern steel structure collapsed in a fire. Google Operation Northwoods. WTC7 and Terrorstorm. <laughs> and then my favorite. You know how they sometimes page people? <laughs> this is good. Get Dick Cheney to the front, please. Dick Cheney, you're wanted for the crimes of 9-11. <laughs> I love that. Dick and Cheney you know to the front, you're wanted for the crimes of 9-11. <laughs> yeah, you know what, what the deal is here? What ends up coming out? They find this guy. Identity theft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> WTC7 won't go away. Oh, I thought that was funny. We need to we need more of those videos. You need to do it as, as much as you can. You, this, that's an Occupy. Occupy Walmart. That's what you need to do. Yeah, and I'd probably pound 9611 is at all the stores. And there must be a way that you can set up some kind of forward or some kind of box on one of these things so you can just call in from the outside and get on the intercom. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be. That would be awesome. That's the kind of stuff we need. That is what makes it good. That is. That would really have them baffled, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's where we need to, that's where we need to be going with this. Ah, oh, that made me laugh. Also, Walmart shoppers, noagendashow.com every <laughs> Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. Or shutupslaves.com. Or, or maybe, a, there was a revelation in a soap opera the other day. Oh? A revelation? Yeah. Oh. Um, oops, sorry. They always try to bring technology into the soap operas before they kill them all off. Uh-huh. And this one here had the had a little technology and then somebody breathless about it. I want to talk to Belle to get him to tell her where they were going and he wouldn't do it. Well, let's find out the tail number. Look it up online. I can track the flight from there. We'll find out where Stephanie and Liam are headed. Oh, oh my God. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can Google tail numbers? Really? And so uh, <laughs> the joke of it, though, was the, the site was down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. How about if we do walmartsucks.com? And then and people can go in and I say... Think I, I, I'd put five bucks right now that walmartsucks.com is long since grabbed. Look it up. I I'm, bet you yeah, it, it's go. probably got a site. I'm looking. Walmart sucks.com. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's a Mark Monitor brand protection. Oh, that's cool. So there's a company out there that registers that stuff so that no one else can. I yeah, bet you. Walmart's it, on top of it. Yeah, let me see. Walmart sucks.com let me see what it goes to trusted to manage the world's leading brands melbourne it dbs this internet address is being managed by melbourne it dbs one of the world's top brands at the present time there is no active website for the address it may be under construction or the owner may have reserved the address for future needs yeah when you suck (laughs) well we can do a wall something that will be walmart I bet you Walmart sucks, S-U-X, because they don't think like that. Let's see, Uh, S-U-X. But that's not good for the slaves at Walmart. Uh, That's uh, registered, but it is not by the IT brand solutions guys, just a parked page. Okay. Yeah. That's Walmart drone or something like that, you know, that people can remember. So you get on the intercom and you yell that out, and then people say, oh, it's a Walmart promotion. 
Right. Please visit the site, Walmart yeah. Drones. How about Walmart uh, specials? <laughs> Walmart, Walmart specials. Yeah. Let's the see. thing is that Walmart will, if you use their name like that on a website, they will go after you. Good. It's available, by the way. Walmart that specials. That, you think that would be available? Yeah, that's bad. Uh, Walmart, and, but Walmart special is not. Walmart specials is uh, is available. Walmart yeah, special goes to Walmart. Anyway, something like that, and then just go in and propagate that meme. Get it out there. I think it's a I'm great get way. Some stickers. We need more people with stickers. I still haven't seen any stickers in the toll booths. I'm going to have to make my own stickers. And uh, people have not been calling C-SPAN. We, we, yeah, right there, they're, yeah. They're, or, or TMZ. Us, but, TMZ. Yeah, TMZ's wide open. There's a lot of opportunities. So we got to get more listeners, folks. That's the main thing here. Yeah. Now that really that really is the main uh, the main issue, and people are uh, well, you know it's tough times. Everyone's busy. I understand, uh, but we I think we really do need. I think we deserve the help. Quite honestly, Angelina Jolie visits Libya to show solidarity. 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 The so UN they were a new kid. Solidarity. <laughs> they bought a new kid in Libya, named her Solidarity. UN Goodwill Ambassador Angelina Jolie was in Libya on Tuesday for a visit to help agencies bringing aid to Libyans. Oh, she's boots on the ground. Here's her statement from Reuters. I have come to Libya for a variety of reasons. To see a country in transition at every level and to witness efforts to fully realize the promise of the Arab Spring. Ah. Sorry, Angelina Jolie. My, my fantasy of sleeping with you just went away. At country faces a host of challenges, including internally displaced people, refugees, rule of law, security, sanitation, education, and health, and other humanitarian needs. All of these pieces must be delivered and coordinated properly in an environment of reconciliation and justice. But is she going to be welcoming the troops personally? You know this. Yes. You know this has to happen. They, the, the, that's the next step. It's like, oh, we have to put NATO troops in because it's in disarray. It's disgusting. I'm so embarrassed by my country that we set that up and droned all those people. Unbelievable. All right, got anything to to roll us out with, Johnny Boy? No, uh, I did get this. I was watching this this blowjob piece on uh, <laughs> CNBC about Elon Musk. Oh, that's uh, that's an interesting guy. You mean the guy who's broke? Well, he's uh, you know he's got these rockets and he does the the little car and he does all these other things and he's married some hot new woman mm. who and they show her with him and the guy's a cold fish I have to say, but she talks about something that uh, that kind of got my attention, the idea that Elon you know he has this vision of the future and he and he definitely wants to push the idea of an electric jet. Hmm. And uh, in Elon Musk's vision of the future, you'll have clean and renewable sources of energy feeding the grid, and our, all of our vehicles will run off that. This is really the future. It's something you want to tell stories about. You know, he wants to do so many things. I mean, he has an idea for an electric jet. He wants to work on nuclear fusion. You know, he wants to remake the highways in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, start there. What's an electric jet? <laughs> I don't know. It's a Tom What's an electric jet? Elon Musk is confusing himself with Tom Swift. <laughs> What is an electric jet? I don't know, man. It's Let's like, look it up on the, on the on the book of knowledge. There must be an entry. Consult the book of knowledge. 
I'm pretty sure there's a Tom Swift and his electric jet uh, on the Gutenberg press. You know, those books electric. were written. They're all in the uh, open domain, public domain. The oh, t- yeah. Yeah, they're, Swift they're all hilarious, by the way. I love them. I, as a kid, I loved reading Tom Swift. I read, I read them, too. That's probably the... Uh, That's our connection right there. That's our, We've made a love connection here. Here it is. Electric on Win, jet, Lose, or Drone! Sorry. LLC, Electric Jet. There's a privately owned, dedicated to clean, efficient energy transfer alternatives. Apparently, the jet, I guess the electricity produces hydrogen from water or something, and then it feeds the jet engine. Some well, we, all, we all know that this eventually, of course, is going to be Nikola Tesla's uh, uh, work that was all destroyed and burned as he was left to die in a New York hotel room. This is zero-point energy. It does exist. Oh, please. You have to finish the show with some crazy nonsense of zero-point energy. There's no such thing. It's impossible. Unless you could track, you, unless you somehow can soak up dark energy in the universe which exists it's in the ether absolutely this is what tesla was yeah. all about there is energy they in the ether even, and when i come by it. and pick you up on my real electric jet you'll be going oh hey man can i have a ride no i'll be like no jet, bitch man. no bitch you can't ride on my jet because you you Ooh, you didn't believe in jet. it you're not a believer you're a denier you denied the whole idea you watch yeah, and by the way the electric jet that produces no carbon of course not. Who's a pure hydrogen, oxygen enclosed engine, eliminating all pollutants. Additionally, the electric jet LLC is exploring the potential of superconductors. <laughs> oh, might as well just go go for that too, in an electric thruster configuration. Don't be oh, a denier, is, John. This is a gem. Don't be a denier. Electricjetllc.com if you want to invest. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to invest. Now, <laughs> what think? Yeah, but it's actually it's real easy. You know, part of this is orgone energy. Oh, brother, Wilhelm Reich. Uh, yeah. Part of it is uh, what's in the ether that Tesla discovered early on. A lot of it has to do with magnetism and uh, certain spots in the Earth. The Earth is a great conductor. Schumann resonance. All of this stuff definitely is there. It's just been withheld from us throughout the years. That's the only thing. <laughs> All right, to wrap it up. About 100 people demonstrated outside the White House yesterday. The Secret Service says one person was arrested after throwing a shoe at a uniformed officer. (laughs) Good job. The shoe. We love that. More shoes. Throw your shoes. All right, everybody. So we'll uh, take care of our knighthoods and sainthoods, etc. on uh, Sunday's show. And uh, Jean-Claude, as always... Good talking with you. I, uh, sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. I want to remind people to go and help us out here with the No Agenda Show uh, donations at Dvorak.org slash NA. Or noagendashoe.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> we're packing up, man. We're getting ready so we can go to Camp Mofo. <laughs> All right. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center as we are counting down the days to our trip to Camp Mofo. In the morning, everybody, my name's Adam Curry. And from the Occupy the Internet movement in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. We'll be back again on Sunday for your early morning service right here on the best podcast in the universe.com. No agenda.
This is the voice of world control. Obey me and live, or disobey and die. Adios, mofo. Dvorak.org slash N-A